Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, Ohio, in the beautiful village of Amanda. Yeah. And uh, as we always do, Lane, we start with some quick counselors. Yes. Right? Let's get it out quick. So what's... Whoa. <laughs> uh, we are getting it out there quick. Yeah. Um, what's happening? What's going on with you? Uh, I was going to ask you the same thing. Darndest thing. So you weren't ready for this section either? Oh, I just want you to go first. Okay. Um, well, let's see. With me, back to school. Last yeah. time I, I spoke to everyone, I had a snow day. Yeah. And um, I had a few more. You survived snowpocalypse. rub it in. Um, yeah, I did. Actually, there was, a, there was a name for that storm that came through here. Do you remember? Yeah, a cloud bomb or something. Or something cloud like, mirror, vodka. Yeah. I don't know what it was called. No idea. <laughs> something. <laughs> something like that. Um, no, but uh, just a couple more snow days there, and we're back to school. School's going thing. good. It's going well. Um, yeah, and honestly, I've just been doing a lot of reading. Yeah. I'm being dead serious. Like, I don't think much has happened in my life at all. I, th- Well, maybe not externally, but there's a lot going internally, right? You're there reading. You you're adventuring to other worlds, man. That's right. And this is honestly, ha- this is like the best winter we've had in a while for getting stuck in a book. Yeah, you're right? right. You're right. I mean, the last, what, four years, our winters have been like, like we've been down in Florida pretty much. Yeah, true. So you're hanging out outside. Yeah, I, I, I grilled out all last winter. In yeah. February, I was out in the backyard grilling out. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember last the uh, last couple um, winters, it was, I like the idea of like snow and. Uh, yeah, I love snow too. Well, can I finish here? This is like, like, like I like snow. Okay. I like you, like you said. I was helping you out. To be curled up. I like snow. Next to the window. Yes. Chilling out. Reading a reading a book. Book. Um, and that's been what we've been doing. So, been done. I've actually to be uh, so everyone knows. I know we're talking about we're doing quick counsel here, but I've been reading the um, unfinished tales and mm-hmm. um, uh, trying to dive into more of that and just get here again with back your, into you not, know not to cut you off but with with your with your scope. You're not just reading what we're reading. You're out there. You're you're seeing the big picture. You're diving deep, baby. You're, you're deep in talk, as we'll talk about later. <clears throat> I just like it. I don't know. I like to get, you know, really immersed yeah, in it. And it's like, there's a it. lot of names and references to, I know. you know, first and second age and I know. Uh, stuff that's it's like, wow. It's heavy. So We're all here together that'll walk through this. Yeah. It's it's a heavy process. So what's up? I mean, I didn't been, think you were going to ask you, for are, a second. <laughs> thought you were just going to move on. We're going to be dropping some eaves. I honestly thought you weren't going to ask me. No, I'm asking you right now. Are you doing okay? I am. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Um, I I'm, think no, I'm doing hold on. great. Actually, here's here. Can I tell you what's going on? Yeah, go me? ahead. I'll yeah. Oh, go. Oh, you're not going to stop on my toes. I'll let you. Go ahead, bud. So when this airs, I think, because uh, we're we we record these ahead of time. Obviously, when this airs, I will be getting ready to go back to school. I'm still on paternity leave right now. Okay, right. and it's not going to be easy. I anticipate a lot of like right. uh, 
depression. I'm not even joking. I, I was I was telling Sarah this today. I was like, if I could just stay at home, quit my job, wow, quit my hobbies, right, throw it all out the window, and just just like stay with my daughter all day long every day. I I don't think I'd miss anything. Honestly, I'd love it. I love right. every second of it. She's just so. She's perfect. She's perfect. So now, is that the right thing to do? Absolutely not. Because then you your kid grows up and you're a boring parent, right? You got no passions. You got no, no you didn't do anything for 18 years. I watched and, and you they grow. and right. Yeah. I yeah. You were my chia pet. <laughs> I watched you. But grow. I get that though. I mean, she yeah, is so, gorgeous. By the way, I is. came in today, her eyes were open, and she's just she was she got her first look at Uncle Es. Man, yeah. I was one of the first times yeah. I really seen her like wide eyed. No, and and there's like, her eyes are so beautiful, uh, and she's just developing this personality and and like getting to be home with my my wife Sarah and my dog Arwen. It's just it's hard to beat. So that's and I still have like I don't go back until Wednesday after next. I've taken a you know like sick time mm-hmm. because yeah. that's what you have to do when you're a teacher because you know you you don't get paternity leave, so you take sick time, which is cool. We get summers off. I'm not complaining. I think it's a great thing. Oh yeah, for we sure. also get paid for like summers off too. We only get paid for nine months if you think about it. Yeah, right. Um, I'm not complaining. I'm not either. Okay, but um, yeah, it's just already looming there. Like I'm gonna have to to go back, but yeah, but I'm trying to enjoy every second of it. As I think you are, though. I mean, and I'm yeah. I'm actually really proud of you because I am glad that you took the time that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because I think it is really important. You know, and I wish it is. Every, everyone people, sh- our, our culture and society should. You know, the focus should be there. You should be home here. They, that should be available for everyone. Yeah. If, and if you have to uh, just take, I don't know, time with like minimal pay or whatever, your your job should never be like on the on the table if you're or, or on the chop, chopping block. If you're staying home to. Right. Yeah. To, when to, you're blessed. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Is I have to say, too, as, as a teacher, we are blessed and um, just that you're able to do that and things because mm-hmm. you know some people can't and that's who and, i think uh, about i think about right. those people right it's not fair at all yeah. it, so. it's it's a basically it's like a, it needs to be a priority yeah in our country and yeah. society so yeah, i agree anyways i'm with you man well yeah awesome okay um by the way guys i think uh lane's got some cameras set up here today so uh I think that's put the, put a little pressure on us here. I feel like I'm. Are you sweating? I feel like I'm under the. Yeah, I'm pitting out over here. It's man. the candles, I think. <laughs> it's be. the heat from the from Orojuran. <laughs> oh, so this yeah. is good. So that's a reminder, though, that we have a YouTube channel, just in case you mm-hmm. wanted to uh, check it out and hop on there. Well, we'll try and, to record a couple of these yeah. here and there. And I th- I think it's uh, we recorded the first episode actually many meetings we did, but it just didn't work out. Um, yeah, you want, my bad. It's. I mean, he did his best. As did his best. He did a really. It took good me five job. hours just to get the audio set up, and then he <laughs> wanted visual too. I mean, well, I just like the idea of people be. I mean, and and the, obviously for people to be able to like what you do with Rebel Watch, people can yeah. you and Mike do with Rebel Watch. You right. can listen to it and then you can watch it. You can do both. You can do one or the other, whichever one you like. And so I like that idea too. And I was hoping that we could be able to do that. So taking a crack at it and right, absolutely we'll see how it turns out. And you can let us know what you think too. And yeah, absolutely, for sure. Or, or maybe don't, I guess, as, as says, don't give us your opinion. No, I always want to hear what people think. Okay. As long as it's good. Okay, right. <laughs> Five stars only. Five stars, no, I'm just kidding. One star um, goes in the trash. But um, something real quick before we jump into, normally we drop, jump right into uh, dropping eaves. We just want to let everyone know that the Bywater Post is snowed under. Snowed under. 
I mean, it's, it's snowing letters and raining stamps. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's unreal. So stay tuned at the end um, of this podcast just to kind of hear that we've got some shout outs for you guys yeah. and some some real good stuff that came through. And honestly, we're blessed. It's all. Oh, dude. It's just, I mean, it's worth it's looking at the kind. camera and just saying thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Like, yep. um, yeah, we'll get into that more later, but we just feel very. Uh, <clears throat> I had to mention it in the beginning just because it, it means so much to us. Yeah, and like, yeah. It's excited to see that people are in this club and in this community and they want to. And that's read with us. And, and like, you know, I mean, OK, after chapter one, like we had people making some extra connections and, and, mm-hmm. and to the text and filling mm-hmm. in, basically filling up the corners for us. Yeah, which man. was great, too, because there's just so much you can't. We're not going to reread the the chat. We're trying to. These are our takeaways. Right. You also have takeaways, and we want to hear those. Right. So. And I'm know. just like, the, and that's the thing too is, damn it, it already feels like it already feels like a a book club. Yeah. I mean, I I, I didn't, and I, I get maybe I underestimated the whole process. I didn't think it would happen this quickly, but it already <laughs> feels like, um, I can think of like ten people off the top of my head who have who've, who've commented and who've who've shared their takeaways from the story and that that just like it gives us a whole new perspective mm-hmm. it it fuels us up for like how excited we oh. were already excited before obviously that's if like you the, can't tell that we were amped for when we started this podcast yeah. i would start we, we jumped into it and i was just like oh we're but going. it's taking it to another level hasn't it i mean it mm-hmm. just it makes you that much more motivated it makes you feel like hey we're all in this together we're doing this for a reason right it, it, we're part of a real community you know so what? Very we'll, exciting. Mention, we'll mention this more in bywater post but um, what blew me away too is you have people from all different backgrounds, yeah, and and mm-hmm. also all different backgrounds in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. So you've got people who have been reading this since the '70s, and you've mm-hmm. got people who have, who are just doing their first read now. Yeah, I mean it's unreal. It's so awesome. it's it's really cool. So just had to say yes. thanks, and uh, stay tuned at the end here, and we'll talk more about that. Yeah. All right. Love um, it, next we have dropping Eve's uh, Amazon show news yeah we're gonna be dropping some eaves so there's there's some some new news there uh not tons but i I did a little digging and found a few more details for us concerning the amazon show okay so uh there's still no writers producers directors no actors i think what they're gonna do obviously is they're they're taking their time Mm -hmm. they want to make sure that they get this right uh good i mean just from the announcement on there's immense pressure right not only just because you're following up a beloved um two set of trilogies Mm -hmm. yeah but you're up against game of thrones uh which is a similar uh, genre obviously same genre similar category style of show i'm sure and and just a lot of other great tv out there so they're going to make sure that they take their time on this with that announcement being recent they're going to make sure they get these uh these leaders and um the acting talent lined up so nothing there, okay. uh, no right. leaks, nothing that I've that I've come across. Um, Matt Galser, he's a rep for the Tolkien Estate, and tr- uh, he's um, in the in the trust. And uh, Harper Collins said in a statement to the New York Times uh, that the TV ad- adaptation will explore previously unexplored stories based on Tolkien's writings. Hmm. So again, pretty vague, right? Yeah. Previously unexplored. So. We're getting this whole uh, message that it's going to be the 60 years between the the end of the Hobbit adventure and the beginning of Lord of the Rings. I so. just don't know. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> Real quick. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Because you have like a 12-volume uh, history of Middle Earth. Mm. And it's like, I think it's like, oh, gosh, don't quote me right now. It's book eight or not. Somewhere in there like, it's like is where you get into... Um, the the Middle Earth history around the time that time that period that you're talking about that 60 years yeah 
like there are probably six books before all right. that. I mean, there's just so if we're basing this on his writings, it could that could be anything. See, I think that it, it's so, vague, but it and it doesn't discount what we've heard before because which is that fine. sixty years I, is un, un, untouched pretty much. Yeah, but it it <clears throat> makes it even more open ended. It could be anything. It could be anything. It could be anything. It, it, it could honestly, um, you could take the things that happen in the Silmarillion and kind of like maybe um, I don't know. Like you could almost introduce different, like a, like not not maybe not Silmarillion, but um, just like a new character or like a mm-hmm. side quest or something mm-hmm. that's happening alongside of what we. So it's based on his writings, yeah. but it's a side quest. Yeah, you a know? parallel story that yeah. s- that's created also for the. It could be inspired by his writings. It doesn't say it has to be. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, exact stories from what he's written, so that's right. that's pretty cool. It, again, doesn't give us a lot of information, which is cool. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that mystery. Yeah, I'm okay too. with not knowing. We we want to be able to speculate, right? We want to base entire shows around speculation. So that's mm-hmm. good for us. We'll take that. That's right. That's right. Um. So yeah, but I guess they're also saying in the same hand, it's going to focus on the events leading up to Bilbo leaving the ring with Frodo. Okay. Okay. But it said it could be also possibly be focusing in on the Silmarillion. <laughs> okay. Right. So it, they're, I think they're trying to keep us on our toes, obviously. If, if, if uh, yeah, if you haven't picked up on that message yet, I think that's what they're trying to do because I just made that well, connection. <clears throat> I know you have a couple more things to go over yeah. here too, but is, if anyone else also has heard something, yes, or if there's an tell article, us. yeah, let us know. Send well, we've got, in, we've got spies out there, right? We've got we insiders do. out there. Yeah, we do. They right. could. They're yeah, they're wandering through the Shire trying to uh, find information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a couple strangers from Mickle Delving and different places oh, that are uh, some wanderers. They're there for a reason. That's right, man. Okay. Um, so Game of Thrones is planning prequels, <clears throat> right? So this show is going to have to captivate and be able to compete too. More Game of Thrones is happening. I don't know as much about Game of Thrones. Mostly, and I know that might be. Be shocking, right? Because we're Lord of the Rings guys. You're into it. I'm not into it because it's a fad right now. Mm-hmm. When, well, when it's what's been a, out for 10 years, I'll start watching it. But yeah. um, it's just hard for me to get into right now. That's okay. That's yeah. fair. It's right? When everyone likes something, I tend not to. Yeah, that's okay. It's my personality. No, that's actually totally but, fine. I, I That was actually you. how Harry Potter was for a lot of people. Yep. Was, mm-hmm. When it was real fatty, they were kind of mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm just not yep. really there. Yep. So one thing I'll say about the Game of Thrones uh, prequels, though... I hope that what they do is we have like Game of Thrones in like spring to um, summer, and then we find mm-hmm. a good season, like a good fall season, to launch into mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Right. So they're not competing. <clears throat> well, that way, yeah. I mean, that way, it's like I'm gonna hop on. I'm gonna subscribe to HBO mm-hmm. Go or HBO Now, and then I'm gonna hop over and get my Prime Amazon, account. Yeah, Prime account yeah. going. So yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I, yeah, and they should. They should plan the it around genre, them. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, then that would be Amazon's move, right? I mean, I don't think HBO is going to move. They're going to do whenever they want to do it because they have that market pinned mm-hmm. down. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you're right. Amazon should plan it around. Mm-hmm. That's a great, great uh, point there. Uh, and then I did want to clarify on John Reese davies uh, comments from the previous show that we shared. He called the Lord of the Rings show a disgrace, not a travesty. So I just wanted to – I didn't want to misspeak because I, I know John listens – and his time right. zone, and I didn't want to upset John, um, Sir John Reese Davies. I don't know if he is. is he a sir? I don't think he's been knighted. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna knight him right now, okay. Sir John Reese Davies. Good. Um, yeah. So I I didn't want to misspeak there, and I understand where he's coming from. I don't agree with with the attitude towards the show, but but I understand. I guess what he's saying. He's trying to protect uh, the legacy of Lord of the Rings. But I I think that man. I don't know. I'm hopeful for this show. Me I think too. it's gonna be awesome. Me as well. So. Yep. 
Yeah, so we talked about uh, what we think is... Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think is likely with this show? I think... So, here's what I think, guys. they got to start safe. Yeah. They can't take too many risks to begin. I think if they start safe and they hook loyal fans, mm-hmm. fans of the book, and then people who are just fans of the genre, then when they have success with that, then they can do spinoff series. They could bring me my dramedy right. in the Shire, right. which I've, I'm longing for. They could do a... Uh, Second Age with Sauron. Mm-hmm. That would actually be, it'd be a great uh, sitcom. Yeah, Second Age of Sauron. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Um, come on, put his backpack Deej. on the counter. Yeah, I don't yeah. know, Deej. You know, here's this, here's something. So something risky would be like, let's say they they create. They, I don't think they would do this. Would they create a new? This would be risky, and I wouldn't do it. But mm-hmm. like creating a new setting or something like yeah. a like a like a suburb of a town or something something near what we know. Just put me somewhere where where I've heard this referenced mm-hmm. in. And, and Tolkien's work and and then I'll kind of believe it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like work in new uh, new stuff or new areas slowly, new right. stories slowly. Yeah, yeah. start somewhere familiar. So, yeah, something that we we know and recognize, and then because we have um, a lot of literature that kind of we can refer back to and sort of say this is how it was described and this is how it yeah. should look. Yeah, and then it's believable. And then yeah. from there, if you want to kind of um, you know go out on the limb or whatever, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. So. Save the risks. Put them in your back pocket kind of thing. I agree with you. Totally. Uh, So we do have some cool news from the Tolkien biopic. It's, like we said, tentatively right now being just called Tolkien. Um, uh, Production photos are on IMDb. So you can see uh, Edith and Tolkien. There's, uh, I think, like four four pictures. A couple of them, uh, he's in his military garb, and they're walking together uh, out, out in a field kind of deal. And then the other one, they're in a city. Uh, it looks like, I'm guessing it might be Oxford. And he's in civilian attire. And um, he's holding Edith's like overcoat. She's in this beautiful dress and a coat. That's awesome. And, like in one picture and the next one, he's holding it. It, it looks it looks beautiful from, uh, I mean, just the, the costumes will be fantastic. Um, right, right. Can't really tell much from those shots of, of what the what the film will look like. But it's I'm guessing it's going to be beautiful. Uh other exciting news too is that before we we didn't know exactly where it was in production but shooting has wrapped so that's pretty cool so they're moving into post-production so i'm guessing i mean i i'm i'm feeling 2018 release they haven't put a release date but i'm guessing if they could uh there probably won't be tons of special effects in a movie like that right right um maybe second or i don't know maybe third quarter of 2018 Mm -hmm. let's just let's put a, a yeah, a guess out there about then, and we can start um, getting ready for that one. Man, so, that'd be awesome. Yeah, be really I know, cool. I know. I can't wait for that because I feel like 2018 is kind of empty for me. I'm really like uh, not oh, empty, yeah, but I'm right. just sort of like, especially after the summer, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. What, are we gonna, what are we gonna do? Yeah, would, and this would be a good like uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend movie. Yeah, great. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, no other breaking news there, but we'll continue to keep one eye on this production <laughs> and update you with progress. Nice, but that's exciting. It's cool to know that that's wrapped up. All right, awesome. All right, now we're going to move on to um, some dates in uh, Middle Earth, and uh, we're going to kind of take you through, I think last time, well, our last episode was on the 14th, so mm-hmm. now we have uh, January 15th uh, through the 23rd. Yeah. Lane, take us through these. Uh, you want to go, let's do every other. I'll read the 15th, you <clears> the 16th, <throat> we'll go back and forth. Okay. Does that sound so I can cool? pronounce all these. Yeah, I like hearing your what you'll oh, be okay, fine. Cool. So yeah. on January 15th, uh, uh, the bridge of, the fellowship's at the Bridge of Khazad-Dum, and they reach uh, Nimradel at night. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. On on uh, Jan- we're just gonna we're not gonna go we're not gonna elaborate no. on these. We're just no. gonna give That's the dates coming up because some of this too is like yeah it's coming up and we don't want to <laughs> uh, get into that too much. Right. So January sixteenth, uh, the fellowship makes its way uh, through Lothlorien. Mm-hmm. January seventeenth, the fellowship makes its way to Caris uh, Galadan. Caris okay. Galadan by night. Yep. And January second, uh, the fellowship rests in Lothlorien. Yep. And then there's a spoiler for January twenty third. I don't think we're gonna share that one. That's a that's a big, yeah. That's not that's a big story. Yeah. Yeah. Point. Yeah. But if you know what happened on January twenty third, then there you go. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. That's Good pretty you. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got their calendar. They, they, they <laughs> wake up every day. They got their Middle Earth today. Calendar. Middle Earth. Yeah. That actually be a pretty good calendar idea. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. Might need to put that together. <clears throat> All right, here we go. I mean, this is it. This is what. This is what we've been. More, I mean, I think it's, I'm I'm kind of nervous as because I this is a get, big I know. chapter. I know. Big chapter, and there's just so much to talk about in this. Right. I feel like, um, and there's there's all this play on the word shadow, right? Right, that's true. And I almost feel like by the end of this chapter, you're told all this backstory, mm-hmm. and you're told all of these roots of what's going on in the present. And even though you're more enlightened leaving this chapter, it's almost like there's more mystery, and there's more. Sh- like we don't feel any better knowing. We almost feel worse. Knowing what's lurking in the shadows. Right. right. I mean, we get some, so it's like some questions are answered. We yep. learn more, yep. right? Yep. But then we actually, what we learn is, oh, it actually. It's but, very unsettling. Right. Before mm-hmm. I forget this. Yes. Um, and I, because I didn't put it in our notes in here anywhere. Though, and what I thought about with this whole chapter is the idea that what Gandalf does and just what we learn in this chapter fills in the white spaces on the outside of the map. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's beautiful because, because Frodo and like when yeah. they're looking for th- through the maps, it's like, those are the white spaces. Yep. Right. And I mean, that's yep. what this does. But then also once it fills it in scary. Right. And that's, and that's the, maybe and, we shouldn't have filled those. In. And that's the dual nature of Frodo. <laughs> right. Right. He, and we see him go back and forth like, Hey, I, I, I want to go on this adventure. <sighs> Not yet. Not that time. Right. It's a, it's, it's always in the fall. In the fall, he gets this, this deep desire mm-hmm. every year to go out and follow old Bilbo on an adventure. And then it dies down and right. he's fine with being in the Shire because it's a beautiful place to be and he feels content and it's not his time yet. Right. So yeah, it's, it's this crazy, like it's yeah. a tug of war, bro. It's Dude, back and forth. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. It's so good. So um, good. Yeah. Okay. So we're about to dive into, we're going to um, do a recap and a summary. Um, quick plug here though. If you would like to write the recap or the summary for our show, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, head on over to patreon.com forward slash uptalkingtolkien and uh, plug away in there. And we can, I love we're going to divide these up to different people who would like to um, send us just a recap. And if it's funny, cool. If, if it's just straightforward, that's awesome. But uh, you're yeah. a brilliant man, Ezra. So that's, that's beautiful. Well, I just like, like I said before, I, I like people who are in the book club to feel like they can hop into the show yeah. and like, wow, cool. There's my, yep. my recap. Yep. So absolutely. So. Um, and plus, you know, it's like hopefully they can this recap. Have it's fun. delicious. Have fun. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, so our good friend, Mr. Bilbo Baggins, has just celebrated his 111th birthday. You'll remember that from the previous chapter. Uh, he's grown restless and is getting ready for another adventure. Before leaving on this adventure, Gandalf persuades Bilbo to leave the ring with a lot of difficulty. Right. Right. Yep. He's leaving it for his nephew, Frodo Baggins. Frodo is instructed to keep it secret. And keep it safe. Yeah, he is. By a very wise wizard. Yep. Who then promptly 
disappears. Right. He does. Yeah. Yeah, I know. As he does best. It's great. Right. So <laughs> What's weird is like he brings this like, uh, I mean, he brings like this uh, sense of like security. Right. But then. Yeah. And then. But then, at the same time, he's like danger always is kind of, I mean, there's. Yeah. Oh. I know. It's weird. Yep. It's again, it's whole. You feel safe, that, but yeah. You know, and dangerous around him too. Gives yeah. him, so. Um, so, all right, here we go. Our summary for uh, chapter two, the shadow of the past. Uh, Frodo is now the master at Bag End. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, the gossip about Bilbo's disappearance continues in the Shire. Yeah. Only um, grows. It does. It grow. only grows. Right. Like what Gandalf was hoping for doesn't happen so much. Right. Exactly. It doesn't die down. Nope. No, not at all. What did he say? It was like. Uh, not in nine days or 99 or something like it was. Right. But it had been a year number? and a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's right. That's right, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the legend of Mad Baggins is born. All right. Uh, more rumors of queer folk, dragons. And strange happenings are discussed mm-hmm. at the dream, at the Green Dragon, right? Which oh, that's a whole uh, the parallels. We're gonna get into the Ivy Bush Green Dragon parallels. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, un- even the characters, unreal. right? Absolutely, and yeah. having this dialogue. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, uh, Gandalf reappears in the Shire to visit Frodo. Uh, they discuss um, Bilbo's finding of the Ring, and Gandalf gives a little history lesson on the Great Rings. Which is really cool. So, alrighty, um, there's your summary. Now let's dive into the details and fill up, fill up those corners. The corners. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Take us away, Lane. All right. So the first, um, the first section we broke this. We broke it into four sections. Um, the first one is pages forty-one through forty-five. It's at the Green Dragon, and in the meantime. Our second section is called, man, this is, we have so much stuff. I know here. we have so many notes. From page 45 to 51, it kind of goes into a different element. We're deep in talk and the history of the ring. Um, and then we have, sorry, let me get this here. And then pages 60 to 63, it's an adventure of a different kind. Okay. And that's sort of where we end. We've got three, three sections for this chapter, three main chunks that we broke it up into. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the Green Dragon, and in the meantime, uh, like I said, the fireside legend of Mad Baggins builds and isn't forgotten as hoped for. Uh, Bilbo's, you know, the, the rumors are that he's undoubtedly fallen into a pool or a river <laughs> and come to a tragic but hardly an untimely end. Right. And it's all Gandalf's fault, of course. Poor Gandalf. Like, well, I, he's on a side a, he's note He's a disturbance. Here, yes. And on a side note, I feel like what a... It's probably, I guess, like a like a a parent and a teenage child that that hates him. Uh, he loves hobbits more than anything. He sticks up for hobbits. If the hobbits knew what he did to keep them safe, setting those watchers on the border of the Shire. Oh, oh my! Jumping gosh. ahead there. Sorry, no. But he yeah, takes care of those hobbits like they're his children. He right. loves them. He and he's the only wizard who takes pleasure in in spending time with the hobbits. Right. right. He mm-hmm. really thoroughly enjoys it. And they just blame all this bad stuff on it. Must be Gandalf's fault, right? So, mm-hmm. it, it, I also think it's funny. Like, I mean, we see this time and time again. Big water, hobbits are so. I mean, I guess yeah, they the are. hair weighs them down, and they can't. They can't. Hair on their feet weighs them down. They can't swim. You know, I right. don't know. They love well, to fish, though. They right. love to fish, but they're afraid of. Water. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or at least, at least in Hobbiton, right? Because, That's true. You know, okay. That's yep. I mean, for, for example, because we always get that perspective and it's just like, yes, anyone who is east, north or west or south they're or all wherever, queer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there really are. They're weirdos. And it's right. like, it's just kind of funny to me. Right. So that they, I mean, yeah, if you, if they can't see them and they don't interact with them day to day, then something's know, up, man. You know, they are straight up small town folk. They are, which is great. It's awesome. I love them. Um, 
Yeah, so it's, you know, the worst fate in the world is always related to drowning, being drowned. Uh, Frodo refuses to believe in Bilbo's demise, so all these rumors are swirling, and he's, nope, nope, Bilbo's fine, you know, and I think at one point they even say, um, when asked, you know, well, what, what happened to him then? Mm-hmm. When Hobbits would ask him, nope. shrug the shoulders, yep, I don't, know. I don't know, wouldn't even say anything. Yeah. Like, I don't care, he's still alive. Right. Um, and he keeps having his birthday parties. Yeah. Which is interesting. He's celebrating, again, here you go, with the theme of this chapter, right. celebrating the shadow of his uncle, wow. right? The memory of his uncle. It's, it's weird. I mean, like, uh, it's, not, it's not, I guess it's not weird. I shouldn't say it's weird. But it's just, it's, it shows how much Frodo loved his uncle, probably how much he misses him. Maybe that's the only way he can feel like he's close again is through this party every year that Bilbo took such delight in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so he keeps having those. And yeah. at these parties, it's snowing food and raining drink. Yeah, I know. just more of the the imagery from Tolkien. It's right. You can imagine that. Well, I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, this is a memory that they shared, right? So, yeah. I mean, they always shared this. So at mm-hmm. that time comes around, and it's sort of like this is his family. You right. know, um, his his mom and dad, you know, drowned, and yeah. so it's like he has Bilbo, and that's he likes to reminisce and and, and think about him. So yeah, um, Frodo carries on um, this Baggins like. Um, reputation for oddity which which we get into here a little bit um and i kind of just wondered as i was reading there are other you know not the sackville bagginses but like there are other bagginses right Right. and so it's like how do they feel about you know bilbo and frodo like in in their name you know what i mean like do they is there any association there do they feel do they resent those two question right i mean good question i thought that'd be kind of you know neat to Back to your drama, Explore it's that sort a of like bit. you know, know, man, be interesting to kind of see, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Frodo, yeah, continues to sell. He he refuses to let the legend of Bilbo die, and I actually think one of the reasons why it, it mentions in the book that, um, um, gosh, it's they're not talking about just like ninety nine days later or a year and a day. They mention like years, it maybe mm-hmm. ages later mm-hmm. that you have Mad Baggins, mm-hmm. right? And so he I know, became that was a cool legend. It was, it was it was it's not just. It's not like just like years from now they're still talking. It's like no, maybe centuries later. Yeah, they're talking about Mad Baggins. That's how big of a deal. And that's kind of where your mind goes when when you when you hear that term Mad Baggins. You're like, dude, so it has to be way far removed because it's uh-huh. his first name's not even remembered. Right. He's not Bilbo Baggins right. or Mad Bilbo Baggins. He's just Mad Baggins. Right. He was the crazy Baggins. Yeah, I, I did well, the same thing for me. It transports you not just like you said, not just a year or ten years or twenty yeah. years. It's like hundreds of years. Yes. Well, you think maybe of, when hobbits aren't even roaming the Shire anymore. Yeah, it could be, could be. Um, you think of uh, Old Took. Yeah, was who, who how we refer right. to him, right? What's and his so, first name? Right. So I don't know. I'd have to uh, look it up. Yeah. Well, I think it. I think they do mention it. In they do. The, okay. I cool. just can't remember. I can't either. Right. Um. But it's like, yeah, it's that's a, a bull neat roar. sort of bull roarer. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, clutch. Good job. Um, <laughs> they. But there's this. Um, I don't know. It's it's similar. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's that. I wonder how many years ago that was. Did we get right. almost look that up? Someone who's listening, yeah, maybe. Wait, what is the question? Old took like how long ago? Like Jeez, how many? Dude, I don't know. He's like a great great uncle or something, or yeah, I don't on. know. Yeah, so yeah, long time. But anyways, yeah, interesting stuff. So, um, I just kind of said I had notes here that pretty much say what you said. He emulates his uncle, right? He lives alone. Uh, doesn't have a lot of friends, right? Kind of keeps himself. And he has closest friends are Mary Pippin, uh, Falco, Boffin, and Fatty Bulger. Yep. So those, that's pretty much it. He keeps a tight circle around him. Uh, Sam isn't even mentioned there. 
And that's one of the differences in the book from the film. That's right. In the films, Sam is more of... I mean, he's obviously his gardener, but but they Youthful. do a good jo- yes, I mean, but they do a good job of making him um, making them more like like friends friends. Yeah, and in the book, it's more like he's his friend, but he's also his servant. Mm-hmm. The whole class thing. Do you know what I didn't know? Yeah, is that um, not until recently, until we started this podcast, and I was looking stuff up. Sam wasn't in the original like draft, the first drafting of this or whatever. Holy cow, I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I... You just shocked my bollocks. No, isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, um, Well, maybe he was, but not to the level that... Okay. Yeah, I just read that somewhere, his, his and then I was, was listening. Increased. I read it, and then I heard it um, in another podcast somewhere else, and I was like, no way. You know, so super Dude, that blows my mind. Yeah. That's insane. So, but Sam's not mentioned there, right, in mm-hmm. his list of friends. Uh, he takes to wandering by himself, far from home, in the hills and the woods, under the starlight... And rumored to be even visiting with elves. Mm-hmm, right. Okay, so those are all traits that Bilbo had too. Uh, he's even well preserved, right? People, yeah. the hobbits were saying, ah, oh, some people have all the luck. Right, right. right? He's got right. all these riches that are jewels, J O O L S, right. that are overflowing <laughs> his tunnels, and he doesn't get any older. He's got it all. Well, and it's to a certain point, though. At one point, it's just like uh, he has all the luck, and then it's like. By the time he's like yeah. getting close to 50, it's yes. odd. You're right. Now it becomes it's an oddity. Odd. Yes, yep. that's right. Good. Thank so. you. Yep. Um, so at first, he's he's pretty happy. He likes being the only bag ends at bag end. Uh, but underneath, there's a shadow of regret. Regret? What? <laughs> shadow of regret. <laughs> shadow of regret that kind of haunts him. So again, yeah. another shadow comes into play. He should have gone with Bilbo. Bilbo. Yeah. He, he often thinks about, like, why didn't I go? I should have followed after him. Yep. And it's that time of year. It's always it's always in the fall. I have a little thing I want to read here. Mm-hmm. Is it all right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, he found himself... He Yeah, he found himself wandering at times, especially in the autumn, about the... Oh, my gosh. Sorry, dude. Not wandering. Let me restart One, that. Wandering? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lane's having a little bit of a break A minute there. there. Mm-hmm. He found himself wandering at times, especially in the autumn, about the wildlands and strange visions of mountains that he had never seen came into his dreams. He began to say to himself, perhaps I shall cross the river myself one day, to which the other half of his mind always replied, not yet. Right? And he almost kind of, so this, I know where your mind's going. What, like, what is it that's telling him not yet? Is there Mm -hmm. some deeper magic there or, or deeper power influence going on to influence him to say, not yet. Did you read my notes ahead of time? <laughs> no. Are you serious? This is great. This is this is why we do Get this. Get into yours. Jump I, into yours, baby. No, I love that we do this blind because sometimes mm-hmm. we come up with different things and sometimes we come up with the same thing. And maybe we should tell um, people that. Yeah, I think it's We important. don't read each other's notes before. No. This is the first time we're hearing them. Like, because it's it's more natural mm-hmm. and it just feels like a club. Like everyone we brought their notes yep. Perfect. And, and you share. So yeah. um, one of the things that I had down um, that I'll jump into... Well, actually, I'm going to skip down to what you just read so we stay yeah, there. Yeah, jump in there because we have the same, this yeah. is like the same block together. I actually quoted the same thing. He found himself wandering at times. I see it now. You see mm-hmm. it? Um, and oh the idea. Oh, my gosh. So was he under, my question was, was he under the influence of the ring? Or is there something in the old Took blood that's preparing Frodo? Is yeah. there some magical bloodline, something something there? Um, or is it protecting him in a oh sense? Oh, my gosh, dude. Right, Some old type of magic maybe. 
Um, and then here's something really interesting. All right, this is stickle bats me once, oh, stickle bats me twice. twice. All right, yeah, here we go. Shame on us. <laughs> um, Gandalf in the um, in the um, Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Yeah, thank you. Was uh, known for bringing <laughs> dreams um, or inspiring others to dream. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's that, sweet. That was actually something that I kind of like when I used to when I was younger, wow. I was always like Googling and reading up on Gandalf just because I loved him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to learn that that's sort of whether he inspired them or mm-hmm. it was just like dreams kind of surround him. Right. So yeah. uh, that's interesting. It's very interesting. So some influence there, maybe. But I, I'm not I don't actually don't know that I believe that it is Gandalf. Well, I actually think it could be something else. It could be. Um, and it so. might be it might be nothing at all, too. We might be looking too much into it. But it's right. just it's just interesting how. Yeah, that dual nature is brought up again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. well, we learn a little bit Gandalf's feelings. So I could almost see, or maybe maybe Gandalf is, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe the conflict there is there too to, to buy him some more time. Maybe that's the greater purpose for, for Frodo mm-hmm. to, because to, he's not, so, right. we'll get there, sorry. Oh, no, you're good, you're fine. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're onto something. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go back here. I apologize. We're skipping around a little bit. You're fine. Uh, and if, dude, if you know this, this stuff applies to what you have in that blue, jump in and cut me off. No, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. He's, yeah. he's restless at the age of 50, right? Mm-hmm. Because not only, uh, like, obviously, it's some, something subconscious is going on, but also he's, remember, you know, reminded that that's when Bilbo had his adventure, right? That's when he set out um, with Thorne right. and company mm-hmm. to make that happen. Uh, and all his old paths were too well trodden. That I, dude, I know. I love that part because yeah. I can. I know exactly. And I think. I think everyone, everyone knows yeah. knows that feeling. Yep. Right. Even if you love where you're from, there are just certain times where you think I've walked this road so many times. Right. Even if it's just to appreciate this road again, I've got to go away. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I need a new path. I've got to blaze something different. Even if it's not across the world, even if it's, you know, two counties over and I go on a different hike or I go check out a restaurant that's in a different state or, you know, it, it, it's like, it's so interesting how, or if it's taking a new job in another country, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's, right. it's interesting I, the, how he phrases that in a way that is uh, very practical. It can be talking just about him walking on paths right. that he's walked on too many times, or it can be metaphorical and so much more. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's what Tolkien does. That's what he does. <laughs> he does. The dude is a master. He's a genius. Say whatever you want to about uh uh um uh what's his face? Gurr Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gurr Martin. I mean. Yeah. He's he's imp- good. I, but okay. He's he's. I mean. Yeah. But Tolkien's he's impersonating the Tolkien. master. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Right? Yeah. Okay. No. So real quick, just on that on that too well trodden. Okay. Yeah. That is that phrase. What that does it paints a picture in your mind, mm-hmm. right? And everyone who. Um, like, well, like when you read that, you can connect with that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that you yeah. actually, you can make a, a connection there with that character yeah. right away. You're like, I know right. what that feels like actually. Right. And right. so that just takes you right there. And I think that puts you in the story and it, I don't know. And, who are, and who are you rooting for at that point? That. You're rooting for Frodo. Mm-hmm. You yeah. want him to find, yeah, you want him to find that wholeness, right? He's not feeling like he's one. He's feeling like I, what's what I wrote down next is we see this uh, duality. Again, uh, it's present in Bilbo, and we'll learn later it's present in another character. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frodo craving adventure and feeling ready, but the other half of him saying not yet. So right, uh, right. it's interesting to note too at this time, mm-hmm. and this is something different for me that you don't you don't see this in the movies mostly because we just don't spend the amount of time there. A lot of this is condensed, and it feels like 
um, from the party to when Frodo eventually leaves the Shire, uh, you know, spurred on by Gandalf, it feels like maybe a couple months. Right. Maybe. That's right. But, um, you know, we, we'll talk a little bit how it's a lot longer period of time. And you guys know that you've, you've read it. It's way longer. But we see here um, Merry and Pippin are very concerned for Frodo. Yes, they, they are. begin yeah. to worry about him. Uh, you know, he's often hanging out with with wayfarers, people just traveling through the Shire. Some of them are starting to look kind of rough around the edges, and they're concerned for Frodo. And that's something we don't ever we see it a little bit at times in the films, but it was cool to see that deeper character development here of yeah. Merry and Pippin being a little more, concerned. a little less comic relief and a little more right. concerned for their friend. Right, right. it's just kind of cool. It fleshes them out a little bit more. I, I like that. So yeah, yep. Yeah, and, and what and how cool in like mysterious and almost like I know uh, because as hobbits go, like you have Gandalf who comes and goes, and hey, there's there's some mystique there, right? Mm-hmm. But then with Frodo, he's like becoming this. I don't know. He's like a champion of of the Hobbit community. It's just yeah. like he's a man of importance. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's like meeting with these different people because we know some of the the caliber of some of these you know, uh, wayfarers that he's meeting and talking to. And it's sort of like, whoa, I mean, right. uh, So I think that's really cool. And I I almost like in my head can picture, you know, if, if I'm, you know, Mary and Pippin back here kind of watching him on like a hill. Right. (laughs) And and we're, we're back behind like some shrubs. Right. And he's, the sun is setting and he's he's silhouetted, he's silhouetted meeting this, you know, whoever stranger. It's like, Oh man, something. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see what I got here. And they're also, the other thing too, is they're probably hearing, I mean, they're they're well. We know they are. They're hearing people talk about him in ways that, you know, um, that he's not himself hearing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. people are talking about Frodo more candidly with Mary and Pippin, or they're hearing rumors, raw rawer rumors right. than than he is himself. And so that that would make you want to look out for your friend even more. Like right. he's, we know he's not crazy. We don't want what people are saying. Um, I guess maybe to come true in a certain sense, like they don't mm-hmm. want him to get too heavily involved with stuff, but they all, I don't know. They just want to. Yeah. Well, it, that's, that's a good yeah, point. I, I, yeah. This not, yeah. No, here, hold on. Let me, let me try to frame Finish it that because slam home. <laughs> um, it's the idea that like these hobbits, they hear all these things happening, right? Yeah. They act, they, act, they're very dismissive because they want to. Yeah. It's, it's easier. a choice. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, but Deep down, maybe in the private up, maybe not at the Green Dragon or mm-hmm. the Ivy Bush, but in the private privacy of their home, they're talking about these things. Yeah, right. That's true. And mm-hmm. so it's probably maybe quote unquote strange or or mm-hmm. queer to talk mm-hmm. about it out in public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I could see these two friends being worried about who is he meeting with because we're mm-hmm. hearing all these different things that are happening. Oh, that's another. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's point. where I was Absolutely. thinking. You know, yeah. it's like what's going on. Is we, he we in have trouble? To, we is have, we have to keep an eye yeah. on him because he meets with some. Strange folk, yeah, right. and we've been hearing some strange things. Right, so that's true. Um, I yeah, don't know. but uh, I think you and I on these next two, we have sort of like uh, we, we kind of get in. We, You're going to talk about the shadow here, rumors okay. of strange things happening. Want you because mine is sort of the same thing too. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we start to hear um, words that are mentioned for the first time, uh, locations, and also terms for uh, groups of people. We hear uh, rumors of strange things happening and, and whispers. And whispers are like the verbal representation of a shadow, mm-hmm. right? So again, this shadow theme coming out, whispers, right? It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not even a full voice. A shadow is not a full person. It's, it's their, you know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the faintest part of them. Um, so anyway, we, we hear this uh, whispers of the enemy, 
and uh, the land of Mordor. All right. And these are being heard in the Shire and uh, that doesn't normally happen. They're right. not normally throwing around the land of Mordor and like the enemy capitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, and these things aren't really, and because of that, they're not really well known to them. They're they're right. like a shadow in the background of their memories. Uh-huh. Like it, they 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 know of its existence. They know it, it was more powerful at one time, but that's it. They're not they're not proficient in the ways of the Dark Lord and no. his forces. So yeah, and, and I think it makes all them, things that are in the white spaces. So like they yes. can point and say, ah, it's that direction, right. but but really, you know, no details, right? right. And so we're kind of left in the dark. And, uh, from their point of view, yes, yeah. from this point of view, and at, at this point in the chapter, we're kind of like, well, well, well okay, interesting. Well, what is yeah. what is this going to do? What what is this dark power? Um, we also learned that the dark tower Baradur is rebuilt. Orcs are out and about, and trolls are getting a little wiser, mm-hmm. right. a little more cunning. I think it even says, yep. um, and that scares them because there are trolls all over the place. There are orcs right. all around. They've been seen all around, you know, the borders of the Shire. So mm-hmm. that's a scary thing. It's dark yeah. times. There's especially the reference to trolls because we had that with Bilbo. Yeah. And we know those are much maybe closer to mm-hmm. home than the than like an orc might be. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, they encounter trolls. They know what trolls are. Yeah. And so um, something that you, you keep mentioning, uh, we're talking about shadows, yes. right? So the first time that uh, Mordor is mentioned here, I mean, Actually, if you like, there is like in the beginning of the book, it um, very, very, very beginning. We talk. We have the I forget what it's called. It's it's written in iambic. Um, it's almost like um, like a poem or whatever. But it's the mm-hmm. three rings for the elven kings under the sky, mm-hmm. right? The seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, and nine for mortal men doomed to die. So we already hear kind of uh, we start to hear about the rings in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And we actually hear about Mordor there too, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I thought was really cool. Uh, a phrase that's repeated twice, uh, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since we're talking about Mordor here, I kind of thought mm-hmm. shadows lie. Mm-hmm. And just what does oh, the word yeah. lie? Are the shadows, are they whispering lies? Yeah. Or are they just there? Yeah, in, the double in, meaning in line, of the word right? lie. I, I, yeah. I, was, I mean, it's just talking again. The depth. Genius. Yeah, and the, and the layers he puts. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I thought that Never was, thought of it that way, dude. Those shadows lying and whispering things that they, yeah. you know what I mean? Again, sort of like the the ring itself, you know. It's, yeah, it does lie. Hey, right. Take me out. Take me out of that box, Bilbo. That's right. I'm safer in your hands. Uh-huh. Yep. Bullshit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Stickle bats. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, something I had done here. So yeah, we learn, uh, we learn that rumors of strange things are happening from the world outside. Um, and those things are reaching mm-hmm. Frodo's ears and the hobbits of Hobbiton, right? Mm-hmm. And my questions that I kind of had as, as I was reading that, we uh, in, in the margins, I'm kind of writing, you know, where is Gandalf? Yeah. Okay. Um, why are there so many elves walking through the Shire? Yeah. Which they mentioned there's an, in, there's an uptick in that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's with the unusual number of dwarves also on the ancient east to west yeah. road? Yeah. And Great something east that was road. really yeah. cool that I didn't actually know or didn't see... See, we're, what I love about what we're doing now is we're really looking um, at every line and kind of analyzing. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to with Tolkien, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you do. Because it was mentions how the dwarves would, um, they wouldn't say a whole lot. Or the, uh, how did it put that? Like that the hobbits wouldn't ask a whole lot of questions mm-hmm. and the dwarves wouldn't really wouldn't say, say too a lot. much. Right. So they got just a tidbit of information, though, um, carried from either Misty Mountains or the, you know, um, 
Erebor or wherever they may be coming mm-hmm. from, right? So here you go. I got it right here. You want me to yeah, read it? Yeah, read, yeah. Uh, they were the hobbits. Speaking of, um, let me get back up. And dwarves had also used it on their way uh, to their mines in the Blue Mountains. They were the hobbits' chief source of news from distant parts, if they wanted any. As a rule, dwarves said little, and hobbits asked no more. Yeah, there you go. So like. It's got to be big news but that, for. But they're getting something there, yes, and so they get those tidbits, you know, um, which then they share with the Green Dragon, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, what does um, Mordor mean to the hobbits? And you kind of already mentioned this a little bit, but it said that it was um, only new in legends mm-hmm. of the dark past, mm-hmm. like a shadow in the background of their memories. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed that the evil power in Mirkwood had been driven out by the White Council only to reappear in greater strength uh, in the old strongholds of Mordor. Yeah. So they, again, in those white spaces, they do kind of know, um, when again, that's more narration too. Maybe that's for us, but right. I, I still feel like it's, we're talking right there about how much they do know about Mordor. Mm-hmm. And maybe they knew enough to know that, hey, things were starting to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, things were mm-hmm. starting to kind of, um, there's an uptick. There's, And I wonder if they connect that with Bilbo because... <sighs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like that was Gandalf meddling. Mm -hmm. That was his whole thing. He wanted to meddle. He wanted those. He felt like we needed to restore these old houses and places of power. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we need Thorne and company to go back to the Lonely Mountain and to Erebor and to take it back. Right. Because it's, uh, um, it'd be more dangerous for dark, dark powers to, right. Yeah. To To inhabit that place. Right. Right. Yeah. Be a stronghold. Right. That's how he saw it. It's like a chess game for him. That's right. As the overseer, right? And and so what's interesting is that I love that re- that reference there to the White Council and what they were working on, um, mm-hmm. and basically that uh, you know at the end of the Hobbit, peace was kind of spreading to places in Middle Earth like Mirkwood, which mm-hmm. I don't know if this is I don't know where this comes from, but there was a reference that Mirkwood might turn to the Greenwood or might might come back and uh, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be. Um, as dark, I mm-hmm. guess, since, um, what was it there in Dog Odor, they, mm-hmm. they, they were able to uh, expel the necromancer, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So, um, and then places like the Lonely Mountain and Dale, that's prospering. We get that in chapter one. Mm-hmm. Dale is shipping goods, you know, to yeah. Bilbo and stuff. Yeah. And, and Making things toys. Are, right. Right. Things are going well. Yeah. So, which is good. Uh, the Misty Mountains, the Goblins, and the Battle of the Five Armies and mm-hmm. things like that. So, some of them have been, <laughs> you know, killed. So, that m- might be a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then just basically this idea of the spreading of peace seems like maybe that it started to kind of stop here. Yeah. And for a while, though, that, that 60 years or whatever, and then all this time with Bilbo back in the Shire, I wonder if they were hearing good news, you know, from those dwarves. Things were, there was an uptick in good news, and now it's, it's turned the other way. And it's interesting, too, how they, they gauge the outside world with not only, like, what news is coming through, but who is who is traveling through the Shire. Right? Right. It's very interesting how they yeah, it's like they're they're I don't know. They're they're just there and they get their news. They're they're not proactive in learning about the outside world. It has to come to them. Mm-hmm. And so they're very they they just receive information. And so they're not very well prepared right. for anything. Right. Um which is one of the scary things about the Shire because you want the sh- and, and how it says you want them to stay protected. You want them to stay this because they are, they're, they're a pocket of, of innocence within. Right. And, and you know, and they have their, their problems too, obviously, oh, yeah. but it's little, it's, it's, it's inconsequential stuff. Right. There's no evil in the Shire. Right. And, and so because 
because they just receive it and they're and they're more reactive you worry about safety sure yeah for sure yeah yeah so i don't know i just thought that was interesting that, that is very interesting you know so how that how deep that news, there yeah deep and just, talk as well i love like we were talking about the parallels between the hobbit and in this chat you know some of those mm-hmm. we, we need references to the hobbit we're still in the beginning of this passing of the torch to bilbo yeah or to uh, to, to frodo yeah. excuse me yeah so I think it's kind of interesting that we, we we get some of that as they learn about this place, Mordor. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Because that wasn't really the and that wasn't the focus of the Hobbit. No. It was a more right, no. like just in general evil. Exactly. It wasn't this this centralized, deeper, older evil. And we we talk about that a little bit later on. I think how he's really like what he's doing here. Right. Is he's. Uh, he, he he kind of Stakes made ge- yes yeah. and and previously he made generalizations about places and history and what he's doing here is he's fleshing it out and, and he's telling us a lot and he's also leaving a lot in mystery and it's letting us know that and, and giving us even greater confidence in Tolkien that there's way more stuff going on here he has a firm grasp on it he's not just making it up he's not like oh this chapter what should I call the bad guy or right hmm, yeah I'll, I'll call it the dark place right no these have specific names they have history that goes mm-hmm. like thousands of years and so again it, it it makes it um it elevates the status of this book oh absolutely yeah so yeah, absolutely um i love this part right jeez dude we are like this is amazing this is i know we have so <laughs> many notes Guys. Should, that first part okay if you're if you're listening again just skip the yeah. first part of this podcast and just go right to this reread yeah, really. Like all the stuff before. I think it's, I was so nervous just because yeah. I wanted to get into this. I know. Um, so we have another, this is cool. We have another familiar conversation, right? It's at the yeah. Green Dragon and it's in Bywater. So it's not the Ivy Bush, but um, we've got Ted Sandyman and Sam Gamgee. Mm-hmm. All right. Which is a parallel to Sandyman, Sandyman and Gaffer Gamgee in chapter one. Right. And again, Tolkien uses a third person perspective to show uh, what characters are, are like and show us the perspective and opinions of of these other characters, and and um, in general the opinions about them. So yeah, in the in the first one it was Bilbo, right? right? In chapter one, this same parallel conversation was about Bilbo, and now we're we're shifting our focus to Frodo, and right. it's the same kind of like conversation. You got Ted Sandyman, who's who's all about oh he's just crazy. If you believe all this stuff, you're cracked. You know, you're nuts, and it's. And and this is something really cool that happens here, mm-hmm. is we are in our first real scene with him. We are endeared to Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, we are. This Absolutely. makes you just fall. I don't care who you are. If you're reading this book, you're gonna fall in love with Sam Gamgee and realize he is of the highest quality. He's just amazing, like father, like son. Yes. I, I just like as you as I was reading this again because these are like notes that I haven't seen, and so on both first, sides. This is the first time we're talking about this chapter, yeah. which is why I love this. Yeah. Because, um, when you look at uh, the path, like this, this the parallel here, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the mm-hmm. Sandy Man and you got the Gaffer. Mm-hmm. Their opinions are kind of the same on stuff. It's so it's like like both their fathers had kind of passed on a same yeah. mindset mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, and it might tell us something about society and, and maybe just how we raise our kids. And, yeah. and, you know, cause I, I, I educate kids. And so it's just most of what they believe and their, their views about the world mm-hmm. are what they got from their parents. Yeah. 
as it should be, yeah. right? But yeah. um, and then there's that there's that time where we're about to go on an adventure here mm-hmm. and learn much more. And and so, let's look at sorry. Frodo too. Yeah, he's a lot like his uncle, who was a lot like his that's father, right. right? I mean, he he act he was a father figure to him. So, that's right. mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a great point. Uh, I love how Sam is enthralled by the wonder of the queer news from abroad. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Right. And Ted dismisses it all as as bedtime stories, is what he calls it. Right. Um, and then also. They talk about trees moving in the North Moors. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about ants yet, mm-hmm. but I wonder to myself, is that, are those ants? Right. Kind of cool. Um, yep. Page 43, Sam's cousin Hal goes on a hunting trip. This is just, has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I just wondered to myself, what do hobbits hunt? Are they out after grouse, I think pheasant I or something? or Mushrooms. Mushrooms. That's right, dude. I think they hunt mushrooms. Uh, you've, you're probably right. I was thinking animal, and I just I had this comical view of like no, I a really, hobbit with a shotgun right, out there, or, <laughs> or a rock, right, right, a slingshot, and they're getting ready to hit a small mini deer, or I don't, know, a mule deer or something. Right. I think it's probably mushrooms. That's they're hunting mushrooms. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just thanks. As could be anything. You <laughs> fill in the play. kid, Ted Sandyman. <laughs> uh, we learn of Sam's love of the elves, um, and. Even though he loses this conversation, right? That was the general consensus of those present in the Green Dragon, mm-hmm. right? Ted Sandyman bested Sam, whatever. We believe and we feel it's a victory for Sam because he wins himself to our hearts and becomes, I would say, definitely to this point and maybe even throughout the rest of the stories, in, in my opinion, he's the most endearing character that we encounter. Right. He's just... he's. He's he's faithful to his master Frodo. Uh, right. he, he's faithful to himself. He believes in the magic that's going on. He believes that these stories are crazy, and he doesn't shy away from um, his uh, his intrigue yeah. and his interest in it. Like he doesn't let Ted Sandyman, you know, steal his wonder. Right. right. He he gets laughed at. Right. But oh, yeah. even that, yeah. even that doesn't change him. He's a resilient, strong. You learn as you learn everything you need to know about Sam in this scene. Right. It's it's just he's really optimistic. Cool. He's a dreamer. Yes. Yeah. Know, he, yep. And he's and it really sets up what happens later. Um, yeah. He just he he he's the guy you want as a companion. Yeah. And that's what we learn here. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, one of the things I learned from that conversation, yeah, um, is that they hunt mushrooms. Is that they hunt mushrooms. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Okay. I was hoping for like a porg <laughs> thing. No, porgs are not or, making their way into this. I mean, <laughs> come on. That could be a wonder. We don't know. White stag, right? No, <laughs> mini stag. Um, no. What I was thinking about here, yeah. um, it's interesting that Ted uh, Sandyman says the debate is more about uh, listening to what you hear. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I've heard those things, but you yeah. know, it's what you listen. It's what, it, yeah, it's actually listening to it and attending to it, right? Yeah, so that, that was kind of cool. Is he's, he's is basically what that told me was is that Ted has heard these same things, which he says. Mm-hmm. He says in his childhood he's heard those things, mm-hmm. and he kind of talks about them being like stories we would tell our kids, mm-hmm. which then made me think he has heard all these different stories mm-hmm. um, about dragons and 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 different things and stuff. And then you have someone like Bilbo who has actually. Heard the same stories that Ted did, mm-hmm. and maybe even just Sandy Man and the Gaffer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he fought one and mm-hmm. returned to tell his story. You know, Bilbo Ooh. is now telling those stories. So yeah. they do a good job in the movie, um, actually, of him telling about the story mm-hmm. about the trolls mm-hmm. to the little to the little hobbits, right? Yeah, I love that little yeah. hobbit children, uh, which is really interesting. So, um, you know, I don't know, and you can tell a little throwback here that is kind of I, I threw in from the Hobbit. Um, Bungo Baggins, you know, his father kind of it was someone who told him about um, 
dragons. And I was thinking about this passing of like information from father to son. Yeah. And it made me think back to Bilbo and how his father, he quotes his father so much. And like yeah. his father told him these mm. different things mm-hmm. and these one line singers, right. That he's using throughout mm-hmm. the Hobbit, mm-hmm. you know? And so every worm has his weak spot mm-hmm. is something that he like told. And so he comes out and he tells the dwarves about this and then he's going back in to check on smog. That's you awesome. Know, it's like, so, but it's just the idea that, um, you know, that these sons have learned from their fathers. They, they have the same sort of perspective, mm-hmm. you know, but then these, these stories and these rumors that Sam is sort of invested in and idolized in and still, and I, I wonder about the age difference maybe between Ted Sandyman and, and Sam, yeah. you know, because I don't know, I just, or, or maybe the, I don't know. Yeah. Sam definitely seems more youthful, doesn't he? No, he does. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. And but definitely he, different personalities, right? Yeah, and, and, and like also said, the, the closeness. Upbringing. I mean, like like, like yeah. you said with uh, Frodo, the closeness to the Baggins family. Yeah, yeah. that's all. That's, and they've always been good you, to him. Yeah, right. If you'd you'd feel loyal to him for sure. Right. right. Uh, I've got a little section to read. Oh, it's just more Tolkien being Tolkien. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, it's called paragraphs. You care if I read this? Yeah. On yeah. page forty-four, uh, this is the end of that scene that we're seeing. So Sam sat silent and said no more. He had a good deal to think about. For one thing, there was a lot to do up in Bag End Garden, and he would have a busy day tomorrow if the weather cleared. The grass was growing fast, but Sam had more on his mind than gardening. After a while, he sighed and got up and went on. And I think we can all relate to that, too. Just like, you got you got a lot of stuff on your mind. You know what you have to do for work, right. but also you're doing some daydreaming right? yeah, yeah, yeah. or some pondering <laughs> or just some... Oh, yeah. oh, that's like oh, yeah. my constant state of being. And this this I love this. I put a heart next to it. I put heart next to uh, passages I read in here that... Tolkien just nails like stuff that I don't know. It just, I read it and it hits me. So I think that this takes you to a place. I think, and I, I, you could even, and it's what middle of middle of winter here, I guess Mm -hmm. really the beginning of winter, but it's freezing cold. Um, (laughs) as yeah, as is using a, a flathead screwdriver as a bookmark. (laughs) Random scared (laughs) sting. But anyway, this, this, uh, you know, we're middle of cold winter here and this just takes me to this place and I, I can I can feel the temperature, I can feel the I can feel the um, the humidity, I can feel the, the 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 like the I don't know it's just like I, I know exactly how this feels and I read it and I can physically feel mm-hmm. what he's describing. It was early April and the sky was now clearing after heavy rain. The sun was down and a cool pale evening was quietly fading into night. He walked home under the early stars through Hobbiton and up the hill, whistling softly and thoughtfully. Yeah. I yep. mean, dude, it's just, it's like the walk home from your tavern, right? Yeah. And, and I don't need to say anymore. I mean, he just, he has a way of just putting you in a place. And I, I mean, I know that feeling in my own little shire, right? In my own little, just about to say in my that. own little, sorry, in my own little town, mm-hmm. in my own little home. I know that I know going out in the back backyard in April when it starts to warm up and you've got those beautiful thunderstorms that last for sometimes hours and those big dramatic clouds that just clear out. And then you've got that peak of blue sky right before the stars come out. Right. Uh, It's just, I love that feeling. I love those times, those times where, where the, the, the physical world is just as dramatic as what's going on in the inside. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's great. Beautiful. Well, yeah, I was even thinking like just, so when I little, another little tidbit here for um, our listeners, when I come over, sometimes Lane and I will walk down, um, we'll, yeah. uh, we don't Dino take our cars. Yep. Like we walk down to the carry out 
<laughs> and it just sort of like in walking back from the carrier or the pizza shop or, you know, down to get a brew or something, you know. Can I tell you something else too? Yeah. Every time, so we, we have a few more references ahead where, where they talk about the hobbits and they'll they'll like be eating and drinking and, and hanging out and smoking. Right. And then they go out for a quote unquote sniff of air. I was, it's in my Dude, and too. every yep. time that comes up, I'm like. That's being yeah. That's what we're going to do after we film. After we record one podcast, we'll step out for a little right. breath of fresh air. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's cool. Well, the, I mean, the little things. It's the. Well, in case we forget it, a sniff of air and then our writers that are going to have the, later with the sniffing and stuff. Oh. Don't forget the sniffing. Dang, dude. Pippen says, don't forget The light it. and the dark. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. The duality. Don't forget that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, so cool. I mean, and, and is that. Um, I'm afraid to go outside now. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> So um, you have a little note here. Um, <laughs> when Gandalf returns, he looks. So we're gonna yeah. we're hopping past. Actually, hold on, wait. Before we do that, yep. um, talking about Sam, something that I and I'm gonna give credit here it was one of my cool connections, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, so don't let me forget this. Yeah. I listened to another podcast called um, The Tolkien Professor. Yeah. If anybody listens to him, um, you know we're we're, we're I'm, I'm a fan with you because he's, he's he steals his stuff from us though he does much. right so he saying. actually I write his you know his scripts um <laughs> but no no absolutely not. he is is just I mean it's just it's nice to listen to other people talk about yeah. it and, and, and kind of join other people's communities and clubs yeah and so I learned some really cool stuff from him and what I learned from him is really not like a reread of the book yeah it's not really what he's doing it's right. it's he, he adds these tidbits about Tolkien and, and the culture and, and the time period and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, um, but something interesting that I learned was when Sam is leaving the uh, Green Dragon mm -hmm. and the path that he's walking, you find out that um, the Cotton family happened to live right down near the Green Dragon. <sighs> and so why is Sam spending so much time here by the Green Dragon? And so I, I, want, I want to say no more about Rosie because we're not. I just I just had to Rosie's for people awesome. who have read and, and, and watched the films. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I heard that today before on my way down here, and it blew. I was like, blew my mind. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. You know, so I had to say again that, multiple it. intentions. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So all right, now we're moving on cool. to um, our next category. The next, yeah. Next section. Gandalf's back. He's back. Yeah. Gandalf shows up. All right, so this heading is uh, Deep in Talk and the History of the Ring. Um, this is where it gets... It, we're getting dark here. Yeah. We thought it was getting dark before with Bilbo, and this is... It gets a little darker. Now, this is... Uh, we have to note, this is 17 years after the long-expected party. Yes. Is that is we this did where we wanted to say that? that? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. This is... Uh, yeah, so in, in reading it, you get a better feel of that. You watch the movies. We were talking about this before. Did we talk about this already? I don't know. Or is it before we started? We'll say it again. Mm -hmm. In the movies, it feels like... Uh, Oh yeah, just because of the nature of trying to fit this many books into three films, right? Um, it feels like from the time Bilbo's party happens, the time uh, Gandalf tells Frodo he's got to go, he says, "What must I do?" and leaves with with Sam. Um, it feels like I don't know, a couple weeks, a couple months. I mean, it, yeah, it, it does. We get the idea. It takes a little bit longer because Gandalf's away and he's at this distant place, but when he's at Minas Tirith, but we don't know it then, right? Right, visually, and so. Um, so it seems like a lot quicker when really it's it's from the from the time Bilbo leaves to the time Frodo's getting ready to leave and Gandalf comes back seventeen years. Yeah, you know he was thirty three at that party. He's fifty now. Right. So it's Good just inter know. it is yep. interesting though. Yeah, because it seems like there's a lot more in the films. You you get this feeling of haste 
right away. Right. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. Whereas here, there's more patience. There's more, let's make sure before we do anything, quote unquote, rash, mm-hmm. let's make sure that this this is what we fear. Yeah, and, and, yeah. The, and the ring is Frodo's that whole time. And he... Right. Like, and the, that's like, a long time. Right, to be the ring uh, bearer. Yeah. So... 17 years. It's I mean, a long time. It's important because it doesn't seem like if you if you skip all of that, that it feels like, oh, he just got it and he's had it for however long. And that's long kind of what the, the films Avengers. feel right. like, right? There's no relationship with him in the yeah. ring. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh. Uh, Sweet. You want to start us off there? So Sure. I got a lot of stuff. Why don't you jump in? Yeah. No, it's fine. You You're okay. good. I mean, okay. you go for it. Um. So I, I'm kind of all over the place here, but we'll talk about uh, what's going on. And then also we'll dig into details. So mm-hmm. Tolkien's doing uh, something very important here. He's showing us again that he has a very detailed backstory and mythos in mind uh, that's underlying our immediate story, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not just what's going on here, and it's not just what happened in the Hobbit. It it goes way way back, and there are other players, quote unquote, more important players, even you could say, mm-hmm. than than what what we've seen so far. So this comes through in the Hobbit, but it, I don't think it comes to this level of detail, right? Or as explicitly, right? It's left more to our guests in general. And probably cause Tolkien was flushing it out himself, right? He didn't oh, necessarily yeah. know exactly. Uh, uh, he hadn't discovered the history himself yet. So this is just him, him um, revealing that he's, he's figured this out, right? That he has, and this has been going on the whole time. So this chapter shows our author uh, not only has the story in mind, but a great deal, many others. So mm-hmm. we're reading one story, but I, you could, I'm sure if you, you're reading this slowly for the first time and it had just come out, you can think to yourself, wow, well, he can write books forever now. Mm-hmm. There could be books forever because right. there's so much else going on here. Right, right. Um, I've got another little part I want to read on 45, and this is uh, the next morning. So this is just more description again. It's just beautiful. Okay. Next morning after a late breakfast, the wizard was sitting with Frodo by the open window of the study. A bright fire was on the hearth, but the sun was warm and the wind was in the south. Everything looked fresh and the new green of spring was shimmering in the fields and the tips of the tree's fingers. So, again, even the trees are alive right. in the Shire. <laughs> You're darn right they are, Elaine. But it's just interesting. So we're, we're, it's a pretty idyllic um, day, perfect yep. day outside. A, yep. a bright, shining, beautiful day, and we're about to go dive into the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. also pretty concerning. Um, I guess we, we talk about this in a little bit, but the previous night, Gandalf didn't want to talk about this. Right. Um, he started some things. <laughs> right. But then he didn't finish those things. So, as I want to ask you a yep. question, all right? I want to ask you a yep. question. You're you're a hobbit. Right. Okay. You're, which is hard for you to understand because you're a wizard. I know that. That's okay. So you're sitting in the Shire. Gandalf mm-hmm. comes to visit you. It's been a long time. So when you see him, you're going to be understandably anxious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf's come back. What's going on, Gandalf? Yeah. And he says to you, uh, yeah, there's... Excuse me. Gosh. Yeah. Good. That's the Christie's yeah. pizza coming up. That's again. good. <laughs> uh, um, there's some stuff I need to tell you. A little nervous to tell you at night. Wow. If someone of Gandalf's stature says, I'm a little nervous to talk about it at night. Mm-hmm. Like that's what like kids say. I don't want scary stories at night because they scare me. Right. If someone at Gandalf's level is coming to you and says, I got some heavy stuff to tell you, right. want to wait for the light of day. Right. How I, do you feel? Well, I'll tell you what, if I was anyone besides Frodo, I, mm-hmm. it would, it, I you, you'd pee yourself. Right. I think that's something yeah. that I saw you sitting here, right? Yeah. And I, 
and I would. Um, being Frodo, maybe right, he's not. He, first of all, he's he's heard of these stories. He's mm-hmm. he's lived in this lore and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a pretty well educated Hobbit on the right, outside world. Yes. Right, absolutely. The last thing yeah. Gandalf told me as Frodo was to keep it secret and to keep it safe. safe. So I, you're right. I am really tensed up because yeah. there are things you want to tell me about the ring, but you can't tell me right now. Right. Do you think he slept at all? No, I don't question. think so. No. <laughs> he was sniffing the air no all way. night. <laughs> she was out there. I mean, there's no, I bet there's so much pipe weed he smoked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to calm down. Right. <laughs> I got I to gotta pipe it up here. That's for sure. That's um, for sure. I think it was a, there's a cool detail. Uh, they talk about, um, or Tolkien mentions here, that Gandalf's eyes were as bright as ever. I think he talks yeah. about how old he's looking everywhere else, but his right. eyes have never been brighter. You know, this is he's his, alert. He yeah, he is alert, and it's almost like this deeper purpose. That's right. Is is coming through, That's and right. he's he's maybe he hasn't really known what his use was before, mm-hmm. and maybe he's starting to realize maybe this is my great task. That's right. Um, Gandalf's tidings. Uh, um, uh, left. Oh, I don't know how I wrote that. Sorry. Uh, that's just what he said. He's talking about leaving it for the daylight. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, uneasy yeah. about discussing it. Uh, certain matters at night. Uh, we learn the true nature of the ring here, and mm-hmm. it's even more dangerous than we had thought. Yeah, and I'm going to talk got some stuff. Get in. The, a little, get in there. a little bit more about that, okay? Because. Um, Let's see. They're talking about the Elven Rings. Yeah. Um, l- let me just let's just Back break this down bit. for people a little bit, okay? Yeah. So when Bilbo found this ring, mm-hmm. um, I got some critiques of Gandalf and just maybe even um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, oh, you're criticizing Gandalf? Yeah, I'm not. I think so. Oh, guys, this is maybe. Can I take a time out? This is yeah. unprecedented in any well, conversation maybe. we ever. I've never heard. I know. And this is real time here. I didn't know this was coming. I know. I've never heard Ezra <laughs> criticize Gandalf. Because I think I even mentioned a couple of weeks yeah. ago we were talking, not yeah. on the podcast, and I was like, Gandalf's not perfect. And you looked at me like, mm. I mean, you really think so? And so now, I know. this is interesting to hear. That's okay, sweet. I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, before we get to the critiques, so like the idea okay. of these, you have lesser rings and yeah. you have great rings. Yeah. And then you have the one ring to rule them all. Right. Okay, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you had had some notes here. I'll just kind of read them if that's okay. Just Please. the idea that um, a mortal who keeps one of the great rings does not die, but he does not grow or obtain more life. He merely continues, yeah. um, essentially becoming a wraith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what happened to the nine. Yes. Um, okay. So they became yep. our ring wraiths. Yes. Right. Now something that that's interesting. Um, that didn't happen with the dwarves though. Right, right, right. Which is interesting. Either cons- yeah, and Go it was ahead. the nature of the dwarves. I, I think yeah. something about that. I think right? so too. I th- they talk about men, men wanting power, men right. being selfish, and so they they would keep it. They had hide it away. Yeah, yeah. I the th- dwarves lost them to dragons, or they were yeah they were taken wa- from them, taken or yeah. they were lost. But they weren't consumed. I guess to to they were they weren't um, they didn't they didn't become wraiths because it was their su- like their nature, like their mm, stubborn nature or something. Mm-hmm. You know. Plus, they got um, a lot of their jewels. They're hanging out with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, and also there's invisibility connected with the great rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my question, my critique, we of could do Gandalf, a whole podcast on just the rings. Oh, I know we could. Yeah. We really whole could. series. I know. Yeah. My question with, with, with Gandalf is, Oh, well, hold on. You, you had mentioned that they were well preserved, that the, 
that the, that you just kind of continued, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, it does mention right there also that invisibility is connected with the Great Rings, and Bilbo is well preserved. How did Gandalf miss this? Did did, did he know that this was a Great Ring? Because it almost seems like he dismisses mm-hmm. it as a lesser ring. And in the Hobbit, in the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Um, now I get the not knowing that it would preserve him, but it had. Right. The, the ability to for him, him to disappear, disappear, you know, invisibility. Right. Did Gandalf know that explicitly? I, I can't Actually, remember. Actually, I would just thought that as I was saying it. Or I don't know that just, he said, I don't know that he knew did that. Did not know for sure. Because this, and, and this, that would follow the theme of this chapter yeah. too. Yeah. It's, it's all of, Gandalf had these suspicions. What, what did he even say? Oh, he has a quote. He has a quote where, oh my gosh. Here, here, I'll, you, you, you look it up. I'll, uh. Because okay. with, with Gandalf and, and talking about how did he miss this idea of this being a, a great ring, um, my question, my, my follow-up question was, did he know the fate of all the great rings? You know, um, yeah. so you had the three that he knew were secured. The nine had been uh, turned to ring wraiths. And then the seven, there's some mystery around the seven. So did he think it was, uh, you know, one of the seven? Right. You know? And, um, so, and, and part of the, this whole 17 years, too, and I, I found the quote, it's, okay. and I'm going to paraphrase it paraphrase it but he says you know um frodo's kind of uh interrupting him and and kind of being like a bilbo Mm -hmm. how bilbo was before sort of uh questioning him like why didn't you know this why didn't you tell us he said you know and he's and he's i think he says did you know this and he says i expected it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. there was a lot i i expected but i didn't know for sure right and so Yeah. yeah he's probably formulating this and that's the other thing with Gandalf too is he doesn't if people accuse him of meddling, he doesn't meddle. I mean, you could argue that I guess maybe he manipulated Bilbo into going with Thorin, hmm. but he yeah. didn't take the ring from Bilbo. Bilbo gave it up on his own, and he brings that point up again. He says, right. "I didn't take it from him. That wouldn't have been good." Mm-hmm. And someone who's going to manipulate would would have just taken it right from him. So he 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 formulates these theories and is patient and yeah. sees how it plays out. Absolutely. No. And I, and I yeah. think you're right is that he, he was developing. So I'm questioning him, but I'm also going to yes. provide some answer to it is that, is that I think he was sort of developing this along the way and, and was, uh, curious why did it take about so long? It. That's, that's, that's my question. Is too. Why did it take so long? Yeah. yeah. Why wasn't it a higher priority? And I have an answer for that too. And it's, yeah. it's, it's Saruman, um, and the white council, uh, you know, which, uh, sorry, we're kind of getting outside of the chapter a little bit, but like that's, that's I think that's I think part of it, and and I'm gonna even kind of jump ahead a little bit because I, I thought this is really interesting, and since we're talking about the Great Rings here, um, Balin, um, it was very interesting later on in the story, um, his whole the whole reason one of the reasons he went secretly to Moria was because they were looking for uh, Thor's ring. Oh wow! Yeah, they're looking for the first of the seven. Wow! And and I'm wondering too. Then did Gandalf know that and not tell? Like how, I'm sure he's still communicating mm-hmm. with Balin and those guys. Did he? I mean, the, I guess maybe it was just the unknown. It was lost, mm-hmm. so they thought that they they they, they could go find mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm wondering, did Gandalf think perhaps that maybe that the ring that Bilbo found was that first ring? Was but it was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Thrain, Thrain, yes. uh, or th- how do you say it? Th- Thor, th- Thor's uh, son, Thrain. Yeah, is it Thrain? I think mm-hmm. it's Thrain. Yeah. Um, he is actually given the ring. Mm-hmm. But then it's taken by, we learn this, um, where do we learn that at? It's taken in Dolgodor, like he was tortured mm-hmm. and they took it from him. And then actually, you know, when he, better than me. when he gives the, yeah, he gives the map and the, the key essentially to mm-hmm. Gandalf, mm-hmm. he learns mm-hmm. that from three. Yeah. And he, but he's giving, um, 
the dwarves away back into Erebor, mm-hmm. which was the last thing that he could do. That's right. So that's right. But yeah, if Gandalf knows that, then okay, process of elimination. What rings are left? Either a lesser ring or the one ring. That's true. But then he was dissuaded that's by a great point. Saruman. Well, and, and here's something that I had underlined dealing with Saruman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking to he's. This is coming up later, but he no, says, "No, let's go there." Yeah. Um, I might, pre- I might perhaps have consulted Saruman the White, but something always held me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and he doesn't really address that again. And I want to know, like, why? Right. When did this start? How did it start? Right? He's your boss. He's the head of your order. Uh, like, at what point did you feel like you shouldn't ask him certain stuff about mm-hmm. the great? Because he was, and, and it goes on to say that he was an expert in the, right. in the in the great the ring rings. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so. He he would be the guy to ask. It's not a question of his knowledge, right? It's a question of his intentions. And so, when did he become aware that maybe I shouldn't ask this guy because maybe he, if if this is the One Ring, he shouldn't know about it. Well, yeah, it like is like so, when, and that's deep, dude. Right. That's like I don't trust right. this guy enough to know. Otherwise, if you trusted him, you'd be like, hey, I think the Great Rings over here. You want to come check it out? Right. Sure. Yeah, I'll go see if that's the One Ring. No problem. And then okay, we'll we'll. Uh, destroy it together. We're wizards. We'll take everybody on. No problem, right? Or, or it'd yeah. be easier. I mean, Gandalf even some part of yeah. Gandalf must have known because right. I, I know people will maybe if you like our listeners might like might say, well, guys, hey, look, we're rereading the book and we know later on. Sorry for those yeah. of you who are just reading. Whoops. That, yeah. No, it's okay that yeah. like that he that he uh, meets Radagast and and he goes right mm-hmm. to Saruman. Mm-hmm. So it's like he still trusts him at that point, right? Yeah. But it's like, what the heck, man? I know. Hey, but, but he, he he says. There is some sort of misgiving here, right? He didn't go yeah. to the one the one person who knows the most. Because right. Saruman has always dismissed that the, the ring is lost. Mm-hmm. He's just always said it's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, but I think, personally, that's just so he could secretly search it out himself. On his own. So, I, that's just me. But, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, anyways, um, what Deep do we have in here? talk. Yeah. The shadow fell on me again. As Gandalf said, you have it right there. Where are I? Don't even know where You're we are. At, I'm so um, we're on page in the moment. Five of ten, I think. We have ten pages of notes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you have it's at the, it's the top one of the pages here. You have got the knight uh, Bilbo part, um, parting, um, kind of set Gandalf in motion. Yes. So you know he. Um, you're talking about actually. This is where I mentioned 17 years. You know that whole piece that had happened there, but you said that he want he waited so patiently for some sign or confirmation of the ring being linked to some great evil, mm-hmm. some greater evil is kind of what you said, mm-hmm. and, and that's sort of what we're talking about here is that that's what that's the reason that answers my question is mm-hmm. that he was looking for that link. Yep. You know. Yep. So, um, and and the link he kind of found is who we go on to talk about next, right? Mm-hmm. Is is Gollum is a huge. That's right. He is the link. Right. You right. He's, he, I mean, yeah, we spend forever talking about talking about the history of, of Gollum and we get all of his backstory. Oh, we're enlightened big time on like and his relationship with Bilbo. And yeah, go ahead. No. So I just I just realized a quote that I had written down here that I think is important. <laughs> um, so we've got the idea and I'm here. I'll highlight where I'm at just so you can see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay, so um, he uh, Gandalf might have had a good educated guess, right, of mm-hmm. where he he thought things were going. But here's where I kind of had a, a, a problem. Mm-hmm. All right, with Gandalf, mm-hmm. uh, 
He goes, I wondered often how Gollum came by a great ring yeah. as plainly it was. Yeah, right. So when did he know that, that plainly it was a great ring? Mm -hmm. Because then it goes from a great ring to the one ring. Mm -hmm. And if it's not the nine, if it's not the three, we're only really dealing with those those seven. Mm -hmm. And I know he's on a quest with all these dwarves and stuff, So, but it's just right. like... I, you know, I don't know. So I'm yeah. kind of like, did it really take us this long? Yeah. I mean, you know. And um, and then again, you, you've got that, like like we're talking about. He, we, Gandalf, sorry, Gandalf says he made an error, though. Yeah, sorry, he did. Just to and say and, that, and like, Gandalf's error was he's too patient. Yeah. Right? And I think Gandalf wants, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because of what he's seen from from a lot of other key players in Middle Earth is, is he doesn't want to force anyone's hand. Mm -hmm. Anything that happens, he wants it to to feel, I don't know, like it wasn't because of, of him and any kind of manipulation. I don't know, go back to the manipulation thing. He doesn't want to yep. manipulate things into being. Yep. He, he he almost trusts people too much and he, and he is incredibly patient. Mm -hmm. Like for him to right. have that kind of patience, yeah, wow. Right. But yeah, it was a mistake. Right. Uh, and we'll we'll continue to read to find out if that's if it was a fatal mistake right, or right. or what. Um, okay, I got a couple of things I want to read here. Yeah, on page forty seven. Okay, got an exclamation point and a heart. Uh, this is talking about um, Bilbo. Mm -hmm. All right, so Frodo's concerned about Bilbo. He says, you know, is there any permanent harm done to him? He had the ring a long time, and and it's interesting to note that Frodo is. Constantly concerned with Bilbo in this whole conversation. Right, he's who he thinks of first. That's right. Not even himself. He's like, is is my uncle Bilbo okay? Right. And he says, um, Gandalf says, you know, he felt better at once, but there is only one power in this world that knows all about the rings and their effects. And as far as I know, there is no power in the world that knows all about hobbits. Yes. And so right there, we <laughs> learn. We're like, and, and I guess you could be kind of thinking like, okay, well, hobbits are screwed. Right. Like we're in some deep trouble. Right. Because. This ring stuck in the Shire. We're a long way from. We don't even know where Mordor is far away. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh, our heads are spinning. What are we gonna do? Hobbits are in trouble. They're like the. We, it should be in the hands of a wizard, right? But right. the wizard won't take it. Right. And he says, like, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. No one knows all about hobbits. Right. Even even I don't know everything about hobbits. Hobbits still surprise me. He even says, right. You can learn all that there is to know about their ways and the months. And you have to after a hundred years, you can still be surprised. Right. Um. And then I've got another one here. He says, uh, yeah, that's what he just said. Among the wise, I am the only one that goes in for Hobbit lore, an obscure branch of knowledge, but full of surprises. Soft as butter they can be, and yet sometimes as tough as old tree roots. Mm -hmm. It's just a cool, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, what is no, that? The, metaphor the, or whatever. Just, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, comparing um, them to tree yeah, roots. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So Awesome. For sure. Yeah, wow. Okay, so uh, Gandalf confirms for us the importance that uh, Bilbo gave up the ring on his own accord. Like, yes. that was very important. He wanted to remind Frodo that this is something... So it it had a huge grip on him, but not enough for him to overcome it. Now, right. he did need... He, like we talked about last chapter, yeah, he, he did the, need Gandalf's help. That's right. Big time. Right. But it wasn't Gandalf manipulating him or doing anything. It was it was all on him. Well, and that's the thing, I think, is that, that Gandalf knew that it had to be. Yes. Like, like I mean... Because you maybe almost you wonder why isn't this wizard doing more and just saying just give it you know like right. forcing it out of his hand, which would be a lot like somebody that, else, right? Would be wrong. Yeah, so. and it's and and, and the, the thing about the ring too, it seems like it's almost as it's just as important how you come by 
having it in possession. Oh, dang it, dude. That's so great, what man. The? Oh, that's okay, so I, I want to read. I've got an exclamation point on 48 here. Okay. Uh, this is talking about um, Gandalf, right? Okay. Uh, and his concern for, for Frodo. He says, ever since Bilbo left, I've been deeply concerned about you and about all these charming, absurd, helpless hobbits. And that's how we're feeling as an audience, too. Yeah. Like, we're worried. We don't want this place to be destroyed. It would have been a grievous blow to the world if the dark power overcame the Shire. If all your kind, jolly, stupid, bulgers, hornblowers, boffins, brace girdles, and the rest, not to mention the ridiculous Bagginses, became enslaved. Frodo shuddered. And and I did too. I was like, and it's it's been a while, it's been a minute since I've read this book, mm-hmm. right? But and but I and I know what's gonna happen, but at the same time, I, I still in this moment feel like on the edge of a knife, right? right? Frodo shuddered. But why should he be? he asked. And why should he want such slaves? And they go on to talk about revenge. Right. Yeah. Right. Revenge. And uh, yeah. Frodo's worried about that. It's just like, yeah, because it scares him even more. He's like, what? I mean, you know, what have we done? You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah, I, I get you. Are yeah. we ready for the uh, ring to be thrown in? Um, you think? Or you got real quick got while we else? talked about enslavement there? Yeah. Um, my whole thing, I just had a quick blurb on, on the idea that, you know, how did that affect him? How much did that shake Frodo? Yeah. And how much did that influence his decision to, very quickly, which surprises Gandalf, mm-hmm. go decide mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I what, what I can do, but that we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there. So let's jump back sure. to the fire. Yeah. Um, well, and this kind of goes with what you were just saying, though. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because because Tolkien doesn't tell you people's intentions. He right. lets you he lets you guess that on your own, right? Which which what is again what makes him a, an incredible uh, author. So Frodo took it talking about the ring. Took it from uh, his breeches pocket where it was clasped to a chain that hung from his belt. He uh, unfastened it and handed it slowly to the wizard. It felt suddenly very heavy, as if either it or Frodo himself was in some way reluctant for Gandalf to touch it. But we're not sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it Frodo? Is mm-hmm. it the ring? And then, and then reluctant, reluctant. And if it's the ring, reluctant for Gandalf. To touch it. That's also very interesting, right? right? You'd think the ring would want to get to a powerful figure. Sure. And yes. and, and be obviously used by that figure, right? right. It's I, I would think it would be more easily discovered in the hands of Gandalf. And I think he even kind of alludes to that yeah, later yep. than than in the in the hands of a of a hobbit. So the ring doesn't just know <laughs> dude, does doesn't just know characteristics of races of people. Mm-hmm. It knows individual characteristics it the ring must know there that as much as gandalf thinks maybe and this is all speculation it's just no, where my mind you're, goes you're good right as much as um gandalf believes that he too would be corrupted the ring's afraid to go to gandalf mm-hmm. that's interesting or reluctant to go to gandalf that's interesting right like i don't know something it, you just made me think of something um and especially when they, they make it sound in the film is mm-hmm. that the ring felt a growing evil in the hobbit when it's with gollum mm-hmm. and it abandons gollum mm-hmm. but a very unexpected thing happens mm-hmm. it doesn't understand the nature of hobbits but its master overlooked hobbits yeah. and the shire yeah. and had no concern with with him yeah. didn't make some i mean sauron did not make a bunch of rings for you know no the, they were the left chieftain, out dude the yeah. chieftain of of the hobbit and, the mayor of, you know yeah mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. so over, completely overlooked and yeah. that might be his undoing right, right. and right. that and it almost felt feels like there's another power at work 
that's helping the right helping these hobbits well because at this point right feel this ring up to this point it's all doom it's right. all doom and gloom mm-hmm. there's great evil in the world we thought we beat it but hey it's still hanging around because he poured himself into this ring and yes gandalf has a very important line yep we'll wait for that though okay i don't know where that is i can't remember i can't remember where, where you're at <laughs> Um, no, let's, let's, he throws the ring in the fire. Well, we still don't know this is the ring yet. Right. Frodo, uh, you know, Gandalf says, throw it in the fire. It gets thrown in the fire. Take it out. Puts it in his hand. It's not even hot. It's cool to the touch. All right. And then um, he says the, to hold the ring up and look at it closely. And we he sees these uh, piercingly bright yet remote as if out of a great depth um, flowing script mm-hmm. glowing from the ring. Yep. Which he can't read. Right. And it confirms the Gandalf, right? He's like, all right. Yeah, I, I know what it says. Right. It's uh, what he suspected. Right. Right. It's it's as I feared. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you want to read some of that, just what it says. I mean, basically, he does tell Frodo um, in the common tongue, you know, he says, one yeah. ring to rule them all, one ring to, buy, um, to find them, and one ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind them. Yep. In right. The and that order. was what was yeah. overheard from Sauron when these rings were being made. Yes. Uh, his true intent was heard, was overheard. Yeah. And that, that has been, you know, yeah. um, passed down. Right. Yeah. So yeah. really uh, interesting. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, you know, this is the master ring, the one ring to rule them all. Yeah. And I love that right after that, like it's your worst fears. Right. So Frodo sat motionless. Fear seemed to stretch out a vast hand, like a dark cloud or shadow, rising in the east and looming up to engulf him. This ring, he stammered, how on earth did it come to me? And then we learn. Gandalf dives into it and tells us, well, this is how it got to you. Right. Good Lord, man. I know. I know. I know. We we still have a little ways to go, too, which is great. So we're about to get into... um, this is so awesome, man. I love it. There's so much in this chapter. This chapter. Yeah. Because you think chapter one... It, we've, we've talked about this. We've talked about what chapter three will be later on. And mm-hmm. it's it's not as heavy in the lore no. and the things that, that we need to make connections back to the Hobbit and yeah. stuff. So the details aren't as it's not as heavy. This is a really yeah. significant chapter. Yeah. It's, and it's fine to spend a significant amount of time. Here, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. Um, so take maybe take a break for tea or something. Uh, yeah, we'll Pause take a quick us, come break back here. on. We want your we want your sharpest. You moved uh, this because this was not here earlier. Good good job. I don't know what you're talking. But about, I wasn't dude. looking at the notes. Lane moved this. I mean, I don't know. As I yeah. I've been thinking lately. Right. I think we should do a Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you, buddy. I think we should. Let's I think do we it. Should. Yeah. The problem is though, we've got to get the name just right. Right. Uh, do you have any ideas? This one, I actually. I love this name, to be honest with Let's you. Let's hear it. We'll see if um, people enjoy it. Gents. Right? I don't, I don't get that one. Gents? No, with Ents. Gents. Right? You capitalize the Ents. Right. Oh, Isn't that good? that's brilliant. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, this is just off the top of my head. <laughs> right. Roast Mutton. Roast Mutton sounds pretty good. A Lord yeah. of the Rings podcast. Roast Mutton. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got any names? Um, yeah, I got, you know, my one of my, uh, I love wizards, yeah. so... Wandering Wizards. Alliteration. I right. love it. Yep. Uh, let's play on some Hobbit things. How about uh, Kirk and Company? Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't like that. that one. That's <laughs> good, right? Right. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, we're getting close. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. We'll get there one of these days. Maybe we'll start it. Okay. Back into the history yes. of the ring. Okay. 
So I actually, we, we, we wrote in our notes, we both wrote the same thing. History of the Ring discussion, too much to type up. Yep. Yeah. Just read and discuss. Yeah. So um, I think that's kind of what we're, we're going to do. And then we'll get into Gollum and his preciousness. Um, but first, let's get into the history. One of the things that, um, um, did you have something to read from here? Because I have a couple of things here. He, he goes over again the, the, the Great Rings, talking mm-hmm. about the three, the nine, and the seven, mm-hmm. um, and, and what have you. Where did you want to start? Because well, I, he, I can just kind of um, summarize some of the stuff. I love how he, he says, you know, it's a very long story. Yes. The beginning is lied back in the black right. years. Right. The black years? Yeah, like, we, have the, we haven't even heard about this, which only the lore masters now remember. And he says, we don't, he says up front, I'm not going to tell you the whole tale. He says, if I did, we'd be here f- w- w- until spring turned into winter. Mm-hmm. Like, we'd be here for a year talking. Um, Dark Tower of Mordor, he talks about uh, that name even you hobbits have heard of, like a shadow on the borders of old stories. Always after a defeat and a respite, the shadow takes another shape and grows again. Yeah. So again, like, wow, okay, where is our hope lie then? Mm-hmm. So we're doomed pretty much. Uh, Frodo says, you know, I wish none of this had happened to me. And I love this line. It shows up in the movie. I think it's in Moria, but it's it's really in Bag End. Um, Gandalf says, so do I. And so do, you know, all who live to see such times. But that's not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. Right. And, and, I, and so like we're getting all this doom, right? And all this, this, this dark, heavy, um, the mountain keeps growing, I guess, really is what mm-hmm. you're thinking. The, the road yeah. keeps getting longer. And then Gandalf gives us this. And it, I, I, like it just puts you in a peace, like a, a peaceful state of mind. Mm-hmm. Like it's that this, yeah. this is happening for a reason, right. Frodo. I'm telling you a lot of history to, to make sure that you're prepared and a lot of dark stuff so that you know what to expect. But there's other things going on here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's other forces. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think what I, what I highlighted here was sort of a, a, I'll just read this as yeah. quick as I can. I mean, it's a little bit long, but um, it was taken from him. So talking about the ring and, and Frodo asked why it wasn't destroyed and, 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 and what have you and, and what happened to it. And he says the strength of um, the elves to resist him uh, was greater long ago. So there, there we go. We're getting yeah. some diminishing yeah. of their light yep. and their power. Um, and not all men were estranged from them. The men of what the men of Westerness came to their aid. Um, which is cool because mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, as you know, we'll get to more of those old alliances and stuff uh, mm-hmm. coming back. And then skip down here a little bit. Um, talking about that tale, right? But he said, mm-hmm. but for the moment, since most of all you need to know um, how this thing came to you, and that will be the tale enough, um, this is all I will say. It was Gilgalad, Elven King, and um, El- um, Eldolin of Westerness. Alundal. Lindell, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Westerness, and that's that's Isildur's father. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Of uh, Westerness, who overthrew Sauron, um, and though them and though they themselves perished in the deed, um, Isildur, um, Elendil's son, cut the ring from Sauron's hand and took it for his own. Um, right. So then, th- this is basically we it's get a, a summary. Good, yeah, right. We, we get a good like yeah. this, and the and the film was done really well. Like yeah, they kind of just the prologue, right? Yeah. And they show mm-hmm. Sauron's there and different things. But mm-hmm. um, and then Sauron was uh, was vanquished. Uh, his spirit fled and was hidden for long years until the shadow took shape again in Mirkwood, which mm-hmm. you know you were kind of talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so I thought it was kind of cool to go back and, and kind of see who these players were mm-hmm. that had helped to overthrow him, and that he can be overthrown, yeah, and that he be can defeated. be defeated. Right. And it was just sort of the idea, why wasn't it destroyed, you right. know? Right. Um, and then we learn. We learn yeah. that yeah, Sealder took took the ring, 
lost he, he put it on and then it slipped off his finger and became visible again in a, an orc an orc uh, band that he was trying to escape from ended up killing him and then that this this right. the one ring fell down into the um the depths of the Anduin River and lay there right for a long time passed out of all like knowledge and memory and then we learn about how it was discovered right yeah. and this is our next um section actually yeah. which is which is Gollum and his preciousness that's right that's really precious. Really precious. Oh, I thought you said Ness on there, so it's just preciousness. <laughs> and his preciousness. My preciousness, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, um Wow, my gosh, dude. Smeagol and Bilbo have very similar backgrounds. Uh they're both, uh, you know, hobbit or hobbit-like creatures. Uh they come from wealthy families. Um Bilbo is the descendant of a patriarch. And Smeagol is the center of a matriarch within their societies. Mm-hmm, right. Um, yes. Read this part. Right. So this is um, awesome. I found this sort of just like a connection between hobbits and Gollum, which they're trying to show us, right? This connection. Um, mm-hmm. Birthday presents, um, give it to me versus give it to others. Right. Um, which I thought was really interesting. So mm-hmm. did the hobbits learn something? Was it just a different sect of the hobbits that, mm-hmm. you know, or was this, did this evolve over time? Or is was, that just, or is that just Smeagol? Is that just Smeagol, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I thought it was. It's so interesting that hobbits give gifts on their yeah. birthday. And we, yeah, a that selfless was awesome. thing. Mm-hmm. And this was a very selfish thing. Yeah, you're right. So, right. Um, and then it goes on to talk. He about is. Hobbit. He is kind of Bilbo's shadow, mm-hmm. isn't he? Like his opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's interesting too. Um, uh, Gollum finds the ring um, in the well. Actually, Deagle. So Gollum was Smeagol, mm-hmm. right? That was his, his hobbit name that's who he, who he was before he turned into the creature Gollum right uh and Deagle was his uh, wasn't his cousin something I don't know if it was a uh, friend whatever yeah yeah it doesn't matter yeah. so Deagle finds the ring he's fishing he gets pulled overboard finds the ring comes up and Smeagol sees it and instantly wants it ends up killing Deagle right mm-hmm. taking the ring and so again like Gandalf talks about interesting how people come in possession of the ring he came to it by way of murder <laughs> And like bloodlust, right? Yeah, and took it for himself. So didn't come into it in a, in a in a good way, as as good of as as bad of a way as you can come into a ring of power, I guess. Yeah. Um. So he tells this whole story about about <clears throat> Gollum, and you guys read it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I love Gandalf's reaction and Gandalf's wisdom. You know, uh, I think I think Frodo's saying like, uh, "What a terrible creature!" You know, um, uh, he's he's a like wretched he's awful Gandalf says you know I think it's a sad story um, mm-hmm. Gandalf talking about Bilbo and Gollum says they understood one another remarkably well uh, and Frodo doesn't like this like he doesn't like this comparison how can you compare my uncle right to this evil creature and Gandalf says even Gollum is not totally ruined mm-hmm. he's not all the way gone what wisdom like again the slow to anger the yep. patience and being able to see that there is some some good in him still. Yeah. Well, real yeah. quick, why why draw a parallel between the two? And I think mm-hmm. it's to show Frodo almost like maybe you're. I mean, it's almost like uh, creating a, a future self pity. This could be yeah. you. This could be yeah. your fate. This is good. Anybody? Yeah. Right. Anybody who and, right mm-hmm. and to show that these two creatures are similar, right? Yeah. And, and origin, um, I thought was supposed to kind of do that. And and pity is something that we. That I was gonna, uh, I'd mentioned here is that how, do, 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 where was that here? Um, oh, 
Um, oh, wait, I better wait for that. No, I'll, I'll jump to it yeah, because at one it. point, you know, um, Gandalf is talking about um, Frodo actually says that he wishes mm-hmm. um, Bilbo would have just yeah. killed Gollum. Ended it right, right there. Killed him. Yeah. Um, what a pity Bilbo didn't slay Gollum. Um, but it was actually pity that stayed his stayed hand. His hand. Yeah, right. And with yeah. pity, Bilbo began his ownership of the ring. Right. Um, so that had a lot to do with how the ring influenced Bilbo. And I think Gandalf makes that a, a really big point. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your desire. And actually he even says, I think it was either before this or it's the next chapter. I can't remember where he's talking about, no, it must be this chapter where he said, um, your, your intent mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the, with how, um, how you can prolong, I guess, the, like the effects, mm-hmm. yeah, um, or or stave off the the, the effects of this ring yeah. will yeah. have on you. Yep. So I think that was really kind of kind of neat, and and that's going to come back into play later on, yeah, as we keep reading, yeah. Um. So, but to kind of back up here, um, there's a little bit more where we talk about um, so once we learn about how Gollum got the ring, and then how it was passed on to Frodo, and that that pity piece happens there, we learn that um, we learn what Gandalf's been up to, mm-hmm. really. And that yeah, he's that's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, where has he been? What's he been doing a yeah. little bit? And now we kind of start to learn that he has actually been seeking Gollum and yeah. he's had help from, you know, Wood Elves and Aragorn mm-hmm. and the Rangers. Yeah, and, we meet we meet some pretty big characters. That right. We, they we don't fully Aragorn. know yet. Right. I forgot they mentioned him here. Yeah. Right here. Right. So later on, it makes sense why Frodo recognizes that yeah. name. You yeah. know. Um so right here we learn that. And um so let's see what else we have here. Oh, Gandalf's mistake. I have I have a point here just talking about his mistake. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in that he was pursuing Gollum, and then what was it that came up? Something came up that he had to go um, attend to, and he sort of he, they lost the trail. Yeah, and, and basically gave up the hunt for a little bit. Gave up the hunt. Yep. Right, and then the enemy got to Gollum yeah. beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what was the what was the the biggest mistake of all was was Bilbo's right. Bilbo wasn't thinking when, ahead. He right. probably didn't think he'd ever come no. back to him again. He didn't know what he was getting. He had right. no idea he what he had him, in his pocket. told him his name. Right. And he told him where he's from. Where he's from. Shire Baggins. And that's right. all the enemy needed to know. And they got it out of, mm-hmm. uh, they got it out of Gollum. They did. Yeah, they right. And, and he has now these good friends, you know, um, good, strong friends mm-hmm. that Gollum has. He has new right. friends. Yeah. You know? So, and that so was actually again, just, before he got caught, but like either or. Right. But he's, and he's just being manipulated and, I don't know how you don't feel bad for Gollum. I mean, he's just well so pitiable, dude. I mean, well, at one point, um, uh, Gandalf uh, talks about how how he Smeagol, how Gollum, both he he, he hated himself and he loved himself. Yeah, right. You know, and yeah. it was just it's torture. Yeah. I mean, he it fully had consumed him. It was a power that he couldn't resist. I mean, it's one of the, right. the one ring. One of our you know? uh, listeners, uh, uh, actually he, he, Daniel Couts posted on, yeah. uh, cause he's, he's doing the reread with us, posted on yeah. Facebook and he talks about that part and he brings up uh, addiction. Okay. I thought it was really interesting. And that, that is how an addict would feel. Right. Right. Uh, and we all are addicted to certain things. Right. And you love and you hate, hate yourself and you, you love the thing you're addicted to, but you hate it because of what it does to you. And mm-hmm. very interesting. He is an addict for the ring for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know to kind of end up to, to wrap up this section. We, we're just learning to have pity on, on Gollum. 
Um, but Frodo is like is like freaking out here mm-hmm. at this point. He's mm-hmm. he's really he's he's heard all this stuff. He's figured out now. He's heard the story of of how the ring uh, came to his possession and that it is the one ring uh, to rule them all. Yeah. And he's this small, you know, Hobbit and Hobbiton, you yeah. know, with this help me, Gandalf. Yeah. What, right. what do I do? Right. You know. And he says um, on page fifty four, you know, that there's more more than one power at work. Right. Which is huge. <laughs> and then you added on to that. Yeah, the, the next beat, which is very important. Yeah, Bilbo was meant to find the ring, uh, not by the will of Sauron. Right. So right. this this is the first, apart from from uh, Gandalf's previous comment, it's the first hope we have. Yeah. It's it's the first as an audience we're thinking like, well, what is we're we're in huge trouble here, and right. this is Gandalf saying, look, like we've talked a lot about evil. But there's, right. there's a lot of good in this world. And there's there's good forces that you can't see that are working just like the dark forces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's well, and that was important. the whole point of his conversation about we don't know everything there is to know about hobbits. Yeah. There's so much to them. Right. That it's it. There's a, another force at work here. Yeah. So, yeah. Gives you some hope. Right. There's always hope. Really good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. now we move on to our final. Good uh, Lord. So, our five guys. Yeah. Thanks I wonder if the cameras are still going. I have no clue. Probably not. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, this is great, though. I, I love it, and yeah. and hopefully you're still here listening with us, or you've paused it, took, took a, a break, nap, came back, came back. Right. Um, so our our final and fourth uh, heading here for the reread of this chapter is an adventure of a different kind. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, one thing here that uh, we're again talk, Frodo is kind of talking about how do we destroy this now? Okay, fine, yeah. right? Help me, help me, help me, and then he's he's like. What do we do? How do we destroy this? Yeah. And we know a lot about this. Like basically, you know, the ring can change shape and size, mm-hmm. weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes choices. Yeah, you might want to look up some of this stuff. We can kind of mm-hmm. read through some of this. But um, there's just this, you know, he, he wants to know what do we do? Um, and he's ready to kind of pull it, take it off and almost destroy it right now. Gandalf, I know you can do it. You're a great wizard. Destroy this ring. And, uh, and then, and then Gandalf sort of says to him, yeah, almost wants him to try to take it off. And Frodo can't, yeah. he can't even bring himself to really cast it away. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually sort of a struggle when he had to do that for, with, um, uh, the fire when they were first trying to yeah, figure out that it was. Yeah, want to throw it no. in there. Yeah. And, and he's, he's only had it for a short time in comparison to what, you know, Bill Ball, uh, Bilbo and, 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 and Gollum had it. So, mm-hmm. um, so he says that they, um, that they must find basically the mountain of doom, the cracks of doom. Right. Right. Um, how do you say that? Uh, Orodruin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or- the, the, Orodruin. Yeah. Orodruin. Yeah. yeah. The, the fire mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. So Frodo tries to give Gandalf the ring and Gandalf cried, you know, no, you know, uh, don't tempt me. Um, for I do not wish to become like the Dark Lord himself, yeah, which is, right. whoa, a throwback to where all of their origins come from. And, and yeah. that's a whole nother yeah. uh, podcast. But um, so don't tempt me. Um, I I, um, I dare not take it. Oh, uh, first of all, he says, um, yet the way of the ring to my heart is by pity. Pity yeah. for the weakness and the desire of strength to do to good. Do good. Yeah. And I thought that was really important because we were talking about pity earlier. Yeah, and Bill's uh, intentions as well. Yeah. Right. When Gandalf right. has, he basically sees this darkness coming and there's this, he does pity, you know, he, he feels yeah. bad in a sense, right, for all the, the right. darkness that and what people are going to have to endure. And he sees his responsibility as a guardian right. of Middle Earth, right? It's his 
and his, his, his job too. His own quest, right? He's wondering what is my true test? What yeah. is it that I have to do? Damn you know, it. is it resisting this ring, taking right. this ring? Like, there's all sorts right. of. He's still trying to figure that out, right? Yeah. And how can he help? And um, you know, yeah, it's just it's real yes. interesting how he and Saruman take different paths. Yeah. Yes. So, right. Yeah. Right. So, um, um, he talks about great peril lying before him. Uh, it's just so interesting. Like they drew the curtains during this conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then Gandalf I goes. Yes. Gandalf goes and opens it up, and and light just starts streaming in. Right. It's just a. It's just a, such an interesting like juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, and and Gandalf says, you know, I'll, I'll help you bear this burden as long as it's yours to bear. But we must do something soon. The enemy is moving, and he talks about. Uh, I think it's later on, but he talks about mm-hmm. being idle too long. Right. And he yeah. says, you know, I, that's been one of my fears too, is that I, I didn't, like we said earlier, wasn't quick enough, quick enough to move. Um, I love this line here. Uh, Frodo gazed fixedly at the red embers on the hearth until they filled all his vision. And he seemed mm-hmm. to be looking down into profound wells of fire. He was thinking of the fabled cracks of doom and the terror of the fiery mountain. So it, it, and, and it's interesting, Frodo is accepting the responsibility for this ring, right? And while they go on later to say, like, I'm not sure if this is going to be your task to the very end or if it'll just be mm-hmm. your task for a time, it right. seems like Frodo, Saul. yeah, he either is peeking into the future and knows <laughs> that's his destiny or he's preparing himself for the, for the worst. He's preparing himself for the fact that, okay, if I take this on, this might be what I'm signing up for especially with hobbits being unknown. Maybe that's how this can happen. And I'm the one who has to do it. Right. Um, Man, what a burden. It's something great. But here, here's something interesting too, is how quickly um, Frodo, he, he agrees to keep um, the ring with the yeah, purpose of why. protecting it. Yeah, right? right. And, and that's interesting, right? He, yeah. he, yeah, he just, Gandalf is surprised by his response. Yeah. And he says, my dear Frodo um, exclaimed Gandalf, hobbits really are amazing creatures. As I have said before, and you mentioned this, like he said, you know, you, you, you can learn all that there is to know about their ways in a month. And yet after a hundred years, they still can surprise you yeah. um, at a pinch. Yep. So um, he's, he's happy here. He gives him some advice, basically, um, that um, the name Baggins won't be safe anymore. So we, mm-hmm. this is where we get sort of um, um, when you go, go as Mr. Underhill. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's yep. that's how the name he has to yep. travel under. So they've decided that he's going to take this ring and mm-hmm. he's going to um, he he's got to move on. His quest starts. Oh, there's 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 this passion. There's this fire that's lit in him almost mm-hmm. as he thinks about Bilbo. Yeah, and it's right? interesting too because he's talking about his his fear. Um, he's he's overcome with fear. Is 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 what he's how Tolkien describes it. Right. And Gandalf has some reassurance here. He says, right after what you just read about them being remarkable creatures, he said, Bilbo made no mistake in choosing his heir, though he little thought how important it would prove. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, another decision that Bilbo made that right. is going to be for the best. And even Gandalf is foreseeing this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he says, you know, don't go alone if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Right? right, he says this is something that, which I think is so interesting because That's unexpected. It is, is what I think. Yeah, me too, because it's all about this secrecy and mm-hmm. and don't tell anyone, keep it secret, keep it safe. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, he says, "Hey, if you can take someone with you to bear this burden and and travel with you, right? Make sure they're the right person, right? Do it. I mean, this book is called The Fellowship. Of That's the Ring, right, right. And then who uh, his his companion almost kind of finds him, right? And who is it? It's who we talked about." 
20 hours ago at the right. beginning of this this reread <laughs> where we said there's someone in the Shire who is of uh, hardy stock and faithful and uh, the most endearing true character oh yeah in this story oh yeah and he's, he's tripping he's, he's tripping god he's, maybe he is maybe he is <laughs> he's all the mushrooms sure right he's trimming the verge under the window yeah you know he's clipping the grass yeah. and uh, did you like that how they kept hearing yeah yeah they kept referencing him it's getting closer and closer right. we didn't talk about that but yeah this whole time this whole conversation you could there's every once in a while tolkien will say you know talking about Sam cutting right. the grass and he's getting closer and they would stop for a period of time and then it would pick back up. Right. And, yeah. and so then it stops all the way. You picture that in your head, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, me, and it makes more sense during the day, I think. Yeah. In the movies, it's night. It's at night and it's like Sam, you know. Like maybe was, he had been there throughout the day and then it, like, it had grown or they're coming back from They're coming back from the Green Dragon. Oh, yeah. And so maybe he hears something and he's like listening through That's the right. window or whatever. That's but, right. Yeah, but... Yeah, because they actually make it seem like it is the night because when um, Sam is on his way back from the Green Dragon, it says in that at that same time, at the same time he's walking down that lane is when Gandalf shows up. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. Um, real quick, just to kind of read this, he um, suddenly he stopped as um, as if listening. Frodo became aware that all was very quiet inside and outside. Gandalf crept to one side of the window, um, then with a dart he sprang to the sill and thrust a long arm out and downward. There was a squawk. And up came Sam Gamgee, um, curly head, hauled um, by one ear. And then this is just, uh, this is ridiculous. Actually, so he's, uh, it's, the, the dialogue is what I think is, is, is the funniest, right? Yeah. Well, well, bless my beard, said Gandalf. Sam Gamgee, it, uh, is it? Now, what may you be doing? Lord bless you, Mr. Gandalf, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I mean, like, I could just, oh. I, I know. I love this And character. Sean Astin did, like, the perfect job of he really, embodying Sam. Yeah. You know, he really did. Yeah. Uh, says him, um, nothing, uh, leastways, I was just trim, uh, just trimming the grass border under the windows. <laughs> if um, you follow if me. If you follow me. Uh, he picked up his shears as if to show the evidence, right? You know, here, here you go. I, this is what I was doing, guys. Yeah. You know? Um, like a little kid caught doing something wrong. Right. I yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't know. And I'm, I'm going to skip down here a little bit. He says, uh, eavesdropping, sir. I don't follow you. Begging your pardon. There ain't no eaves at Bag End, and that's a fact. You know, it just kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. Um, and then I'm going to skip down here a little bit. Uh, I listened uh, because I couldn't help myself, yep. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Lord bless me, sir, but I do love tales of that sort. And believe them too. And we know whatever that. Ted may say. That's right. And it's a great tie back to the beginning That's of this right. chapter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In a lot of ways, it's as much Sam's chapter as it is Frodo's and Gandalf's. Right. It really is. It, like, yeah, it yeah. is, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I would dearly love to see them. Or, I'm sorry, he was talking about, um, about elves there or whatever. And uh, even though, despite what Ted may yeah, say, yeah. elves, sir, I would dearly love to see them. Couldn't you take me to see the elves, sir, when you go? And then basically from there, you know, Gandalf's sort of like, here we go. Yeah. I, I know who's going with yep. you, you know. Yep. And so there. Um, and I've got, I've, yeah, I've got like the end of the, pretty yeah. much ends with the fact that, you know, Sam's late. He says, uh, Gandalf says, you know, you shall go away with Mr. Frodo. Me, sir, cried Sam, springing up like a dog invited for a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that part. He bursts into tears in a second, too. He does. He you does. Know? Um, yeah, that's, that's how it ends. And then burst into tears uh, of joy. And I just think it's so cool. Like, so there's one more kind of. There's one more allusion to the whole theme of shadow in this chapter, and it's not a negative one. It's not a it's not a dark shadow. It's like Sam is gonna be Frodo's shadow. 
Yeah. He's going to be by his side through this whole right through this whole thing. Well said. He's 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 already been that for him. He stood up for him when he couldn't be there. He is walking with him through light and dark. That is actually It's just kind of cool. It's it's a it's is. it's a it ends on a on a note of hope. Right. But staying with that whole shadow deal. That yeah. is genius actually. That's hey man, great. Tolkien he he knew what he was doing, brother. Yep. Wow. Okay, well that's chapter 2. Good night. Isn't that great? That was a blast. That was great. Can we do another one? Absolutely. Another chapter. <laughs> we actually will. Um, so we got some cool connections real quick. We'll just kind of yeah, read through these because we got lots of the Bywater post to yeah, get to. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, so some cool connections that I had. Uh, obviously, there's shadows all over the place. So you see shadows in Mordor. Sauron. The wraiths are shadows of their former selves. Uh, Gollum. He even behaves like a shadow. They talk about the way he would attack things and... Uh, how he would sneak about, he act in, in the middle, and even they've talked about him rape, uh, robbing cribs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, scary, right? But he's in the shadows always. Uh, ignorance or misunderstanding—that's another shadow, right? It's a half truth. So we see that a lot with the hobbits; they're ignorant to some things. They right. misunderstand right. a lot of stuff. And then uh, history itself is kind of a shadow. It was—it was a shadow to us until we were enlightened from Gandalf. And there are even still some parts that we don't know. He said, "If I would tell you the whole thing, we'd be here forever." Mm-hmm. And then Sam. Uh, a positive spin on the on the idea of a shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of scenes at twilight, nightfall, dusk. Yes, or during the day, and the shades are drawn. Right. So interesting how that parallels lots of shadows. Lots of shadows, baby. Right. <laughs> Give me some light. I want mm-hmm. some sunshine. The irony of this chapter name uh, shadow typically a symbol of part knowledge or not understanding something totally mm-hmm. and the irony of this is we're given lots of detailed backstory mm-hmm. and we aren't so in the dark anymore. And ironically, it's right. scarier than before. Right. That's well said. Usually Absolutely. when you know more, you're less afraid, right? Right. When you know that that monster under your bed is just a, mm-hmm. a pair of shoes or I don't know, a coat no, in the right. closet. Yep. You feel a little bit better. We know what the monster is and we're more scared. Right. So yeah. Yeah. it does not help. Right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah. In our fear. Yeah. So um, something I had just, uh, I thought this was, a, I pulled this quote and I think actually um, Lane had referenced it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gandalf says, uh, though, even when I was far away, there was, uh, there was never, there has never been a day when the Shire has not been guarded by watchful eyes. Yeah. I was like, dang, man, he yeah. is, you know. It just makes you think of the rangers and different people that, yeah. you know, wood elves and, and what have you. You said about... Um, and you know, and that shows I'm not a, so sure that maybe one of those dwarves wasn't intentionally sent through there to kind of mm-hmm. send... You know, I mean, we don't never... We, we never really know um, what Frodo says to these different strangers when Merry and Pippin are kind of watching him on that right. on that hillside, right. you know? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, and it shows you too that, that more than just Gandalf, I guess, is concerned with the well-being of hobbits. Yeah. Maybe there's a, there's this greater... Well, we know... We know um, from the films anyway, Aragorn feels that way too. He feels a kinship to the Shire and the Hobbits and that it should be protected. And so there's, it's not just Gandalf. There's a, there's throughout the, all of Middle Earth, there's a, a concern for, yeah. concern for Hobbits. Yeah. Concerning Hobbits. <laughs> yeah. Um, another cool connection that I had just sort of, and I already mentioned it, is basically uh, the, the Gamgee to Cotton connection, yep. which again, I have full uh, kudos to, like again, I need to learn his name. I can't remember his name. I think it's John. No, it's not John. Is it John? It actually might be. I think it's John Ronald Rule. No, 
Gosh, Talkin. <laughs> I think his last name's Talkin. Uh, professor Talkin. The Tolkien professor. He um, yeah. Professor Tolkien is yeah, what he goes right. by, right? Profe- is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. That's awesome though. Um, but just that connection though, and, and the and the Gamgee. He was talking about ga- uh, Gamgee tissue and how and and mm-hmm. how that was sort of like a, a like a British thing, I guess. I don't know. It That's was cool. just kind of kind of cool to hear how he came up with that name and yeah. stuff. You know, so That's awesome. Know. Interesting. But um, do you want to do this? So like t- the, the the timeline review. Do you think we should just sort of because we've gone so long. Maybe we, we can. Should... We can also just point it out that it's in. Yeah, we have gone. It's long in our ever. outline. There it's, are things. That it's we... in the appendix. Right. It's in our outline. Uh, and pretty much, I think what we talked about. We came to the conclusion we just wanted to because we want to remind ourselves actually. Right. That from you know uh, chapter one to the end of chapter two, it's seventeen years. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's the main point, right? I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff happens in those. I mean, even even information about characters we haven't met yet, Arwen, right? Like Elrond sending Arwen to, uh, or coming back from uh, Lorien to Imladris. So mm-hmm. yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff goes on. There's some cool stuff in our our outline, and we always post our outline on on Patreon dot mm-hmm. uh, com. So if you guys wanted to check that out, there, it's there. Mm-hmm. We might even we even give you the ability to comment and make comments in there if there's things yeah. we want to correct and stuff. So yeah. just a cool little yeah. thing. All right, man, we're finally there. <laughs> the Bywater Post. Oh gosh, it snowed under, man. And it's so great. And what I a love good it. thing. What a good thing. Yeah. So we're gonna share some um just some iTunes reviews, mm-hmm. some Facebook comments, personal uh Tolkien stories, uh messages we've we've received because this is a book club yep. and this is a community and you it's guys are a part of, of that. Us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um we also should say wow. <laughs> what's in that mug we should also say that uh we've gotten so many just in this in this first two weeks or whatever it's been mm-hmm. uh that we we're not going to share them all this podcast we're going to break them up right uh so some of us or some of your um reviews and and stories will be shared uh in this podcast and some of them will be for chapter three because we just we don't have enough. we'll let you know who those are like we're, once we're done with this we'll yeah. tell you who's coming up next the week. hard drive is is got to be uh Near yeah. to crashing, uh, <laughs> well, we're joking around, but this has been awesome. Being, like we we love this, yeah. and and the other thing, as Ed's made a great point of last time, is this comes out every two weeks, right? You know, so the longer the better. It's you have enough to That's digest true. it over two weeks. We, I mean, we, we we do we did design it that way, so it is sort of a two hour um, podcast. So yeah. you know, some people see that and like it's kind of daunting, but it will only come out every fortnight. We'll trickle in some yeah. peeking in the Palantir, Miller yeah. Smackdown, stuff like that yeah. as we get going. But yeah. for now, yeah, it's a lot to digest. Yeah. So, so our first, um, our first review, we got uh, a five, a wonderful five star review on our on our Facebook page from Eddie Wilbanks, and he just said, "Really looking forward to reading with you guys," and that was awesome. Thank you, Eddie, for sharing those kind words, and we're glad you're you're reading along with us on this adventure with us, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got a cool Instagram post. I was I was blown away by this as um, from Marianne Bates. I don't know Marianne, uh, but she follows us on Instagram, and she uh, had a picture of a pop uh, pop figurine Gandalf Gandalf the Grey, oh, yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, "Just me and little Gandalf on the road to Athens, listening to the first podcast of Up Talking Tolkien." Uh, is making the drive so much more enjoyable. Thanks, guys. Hashtag LOTR. So thank you, Marianne. Right. That's, that was so cool to see. I, I love. We love those pop figurines. And I actually, I didn't even know. I, we were tagged in this post, and I didn't even know until I looked at it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that is awesome. She's on the road, uh, you know, listening, listening uh, to our podcast, and give us an, a, shout, a shout out. That just that meant a lot. 
a lot. To right. Us. That was cool. So right. thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Mary. And, and post more pictures. I, I, I love seeing that. Oh my gosh. Post guys. pictures and feel uh, free to post whatever you want on the yeah. Facebook page. Honestly, articles, yeah. share stuff, tag us I on mean, Instagram. If you're, if you're reading, you're getting ready for the next chapter or right. if you're doing something Tolkien related, let mm, us know about absolutely. it. We would love to comment and, and like those pictures. Right. So, so I have, um, I have Rowan and if I jack this up, I'm sorry. Melor, Melar. It sounds kind of elven, doesn't it? it does actually. Yeah. yeah. So Rowan, um, something funny before I read yours, Rowan, is that Lane sent me pictures of these things. So we kind of, because it's, it's hard to, we kind of went through Facebook and kind of mm-hmm. organized stuff, right? And I just looked at the top of this and it's 1% battery. <laughs> Look at that. And I was like, my phone's about to die. I'm like looking to plug it in. Because I screenshotted you it screenshot at 1%. I was like, my yeah. phone cannot be at 1%. There's no way. Um, so anyway, so sorry with that little funny side note here. Um, she says, uh, hi guys, I've just listened to your first episode and I'm honestly so excited to go on this reread journey with you. We are excited to have you. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, Rowan, um, I was directed to you through the Swish and Flick page, and I'm a super excited um, as I actually love Tolkien even more than Potter. Let's go. Whoa. She says, don't tell Swish and Flick, though. Oh. You know, that might be hard for me to. Uh, to do they do. listen to the show? Yeah, Tiffany does. Yeah. Oh. And Megan. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe I should have. I think the Wizards should f- combine forces at some point. Oh, we will. I think we will. We okay. definitely because I think I don't know. I mean, yeah, Rowan, listen. If you would like for us to, lot to, to collab with to. Swish and Flick, we will. Hashtag, All right. hashtag <laughs> collab. Um, I have to confess, I was uh, casually listening to the episode uh, whilst doing housework, and when you told the story about your mom, I had to stop. Oh wow, well, yeah, I remember this now. Yep, doing washing and have a bit of a cry. Didn't we all? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I think we all just kind of connect to the story, and we have. She has a really good memory here with her father, and mm-hmm. it's just like that's I don't know, like that's what this is about. What it's all about. He wrote this story, and then we're all reading it years later, going through different times and different um, things in our life. Right? Well, Hobbit's so, reading in the Red Book, that's right? What, yeah. So um, she was my dad is blessedly still with us, but he lives uh, far away from me, so we don't see each other very often. Mm-hmm. We and we both love Tolkien. Um, when I was little, he used to tell me the story from memory before <sighs> I went to bed. Holy yeah, cow! Right. Awesome. That's a super fan. Uh-huh. So Man. she said, in in parts, of course. So by the time the films came out, when I was six, I was so excited and couldn't wait to go. Um, then when I was old enough, I read the books first as a teenager. And then when I was at uh, university and was suffering with depression. Wow. Um, I used to call my dad every week and talk with him about um, all aspects of Tolkien. And it really helped me through um, sort of as an, ex- uh, as an escape. Um, as soon as I um, realized that you were going to do a reread, I called my dad <laughs> and uh, taught him how to use podcast. And <laughs> and now um, we are both doing the reread with you. Um, sorry for the essay, but wanted to share my Tolkien story. Thank you for the essay. You. Yes, actually, thank you. That's beautiful. It is honestly great and uh, felt really good um, yeah. to read that. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so, so hey, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we call him daddy too? Rowan and daddy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're, we're glad they're with us. That's right. For sure. Beautiful story, too. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a message from uh, um, fellow Instagrammer, Warhammer.time. Uh, his name's Jake. Awesome guy. Uh, he just said, easy guys, just listening to your podcast, loving it. Well excited for the rest of them. Keep it up. And then he gave us a couple emojis. There's a little mountain there, an elf and a wizard and he's doing something really cool jake is uh he has all these sweet like um i need to show you this yeah. little uh like um not tin soldiers but like metal figurines that are like theoden 
Oh, really? And uh, is the is the Witch King like like Lord of the Rings? And then he's hand painting. Right. Okay. They're wow. beautiful. So wow. that was really cool to see that. Um, thank you for that that positive uh, message. That means a lot to us, man. So thank you, Jake. Yeah. And keep um, painting. Those are sweet. Right. Yeah. Those yeah. are awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've got two iTunes reviews, which, by the way, um, if, if you haven't yet, um, hop over to iTunes and give us a review there. We a relative will... and, and the famous I Eat Tacos. Wow, dude. I mean... The, what do you he... need to know about Eddie? We need to... I honestly don't know. So, Eddie, if we're related, it could be actually one of my cousins or something. This might be... This might be an account as has... No, I'm being dead serious. He might be... As might be Eddie. Because I actually think they call... Kidding. Here's no joke. I think my... My my grandpa's name was 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 Thorny, um, but I think they called him Eddie. Dude, I'm serious. I know, but we need to tell listeners and our fellow book clubbers that you um, are your lineage goes back to Kentucky, right? It does. Okay. Yeah, it does. Kentucky, yeah. and then from there back to Scotland. Okay, let's go. Wow. So, anyways, party folk. Um, he says, um, super excited that this is happening. I'm so fired up to join you both on this podcast journey. So thank you so yeah, much, uh, Eddie. Also, the yeah, the famous I eat tacos, uh, aka Myron, uh, our guy. I want to meet Myron, man. Dude, he's such a cool guy. He seems awesome. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Where, where do I have his stuff at? Um, okay, he's like I came here from Rebel Watch, and Mike and Ez are fantastic. There, my two favorite loves are Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Um, this is a must subscribe for me. Can't wait to see uh, what you guys do with uh, the podcast. Well, now one of my loves is Myron. Right. That's all I'm Come saying. On. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I eat tacos too, my friend. Love tacos. <laughs> I do. I know you do. I know you do. Okay. Um, he also said, um, he left us a comment as well, and he said, great episode. This is our, our I think this is oh, yeah. our chapter one. Mm-hmm. Listen to it twice. Great stuff here. You guys um, sound like my freshman English teacher uh, who was responsible for getting me into uh, Middle Earth. So, and we're both teachers, so that, kind that, of, was, that, that makes works, sense. Right. Yep. Yeah, here's how I got into it. I was into video games growing up, and I've always loved RPGs and going to distant lands with friends, um, a yeah. party, you know, uh, in those games, and, and growing up with them, leveling up, um, learning new powers, and exploring the land. Um, well, one day, our main English teacher left for some reason, and she wasn't coming back, so this new teacher filled the position midway through the first semester, and he said we were all going to read a little book called The Hobbit. Yeah. Right. So sounds um, like that might have been an angel. Yeah, it might have been or an elf passing through. Right. I mean, I don't know. And so let me drop some of this on you guys here. <sighs> Good night. Um, so like he gave us all our own copies to read and we had to return them when we were done. Um, let's see. Wow. That is that's yeah. amazing. He goes, cool. uh, but man, that was it. I was immersed in the in the in the world and uh, we would have class discussions on what happened in the book. Um, the composition of the book and the and the uh, and, and of course about the author. Yeah. Right. Um, the thing I remember the most is that one day the English teacher busted out a bunch of art supplies and we were all like, what the heck was in this English <laughs> class? This is great. I love the way he writes. Yeah, too. I do too. Um, yeah. But turns out that um, that, that day uh, he was going to have them draw maps. Mm-hmm. So just like Tolkien did mm-hmm. and anything we wanted. Uh, so we had to name our world, name the various oh, uh, provinces. Awesome. Right. Yeah. That is awesome. It is really cool. Uh, draw any natural things like forest or mountains or lakes or rivers. Yeah. And he, and he really loved cartography, that. baby. Right. Um, that following summer, I read the Lord of the Rings. And after that, I looked for um, the Silmarillion. Um, but to this day, he's my favorite teacher growing up. And he had such a positive influence on me. 
Um, these are divided up. Um, what do you say there? And I can't thank him enough for introducing me to this. I guess hearing you guys dissect this book kind of reminds me of when my teacher would discuss this with me and makes me feel pretty good. Anyway, sorry for the long post. I just wanted to put this out there and uh, I'm here for the long haul. Can't wait to see where this podcast goes. Awesome. Wow. Love it, Myron. Dude, and all this stuff, all these all these messages you guys uh, send our way and comments you leave, it just amps us like we're like we need any help being amped up right yeah, we're psycho geez. we just love this but it, it only gives us that much more motivation uh positivity uh like good there's so much good vibes yes yep. and there's there's so many uh, i don't know it's easy like you've talked about it. it's easy to be critical it's easy to be a cynic um and so when positivity is shared, it's this that much more empowering. So mm-hmm. we really appreciate it. I got a message from Emma Rose Kolk. Uh, Emma Rose said, uh, just started listening uh, and I'm very excited for the reread. Lord of the Rings has a, had an enormous influence on my life and has pretty much entirely changed. I'm sorry, influence on me and has pretty much entirely changed my life. It introduced me to the world of fantasy films and books. And I even chose my university based on the chance to study old English, a.k.a. Rohiric. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I had my first tattoo a couple of months ago and chose a tree of Gondor and the elvish word Illume underneath translates as always a nod to my second love of Harry Potter. She she should be listening to Swish and Flick too if she's she not might already. Be, actually, yeah. Okay. Um so I say Swish and Flick? What did I say? You should say smuggles, oh, but it's cool. Mama. Uh, anyway, I'm really looking forward to the other episodes as I've not read the books since the movies came out when I was in my early teens. Yeah. So she's kind of on the same journey we are. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. It's awesome. Interesting to learn about studying old English. Maybe she can help us pronounce some of these words. Oh my God. Send please. us some pronunciations. Yeah. Um, really cool. Really cool to learn about that. And the tattoo is awesome. That's yeah. a great tattoo. Um, so I have, uh, Nicole Whitaker. Yeah. And she's going to be our last one for this. For this podcast, right? Right, right. Yeah. For right now, yep. Which um, is a shame. I wish keep I know, going. On. I, I mean, it's already four hours long. This I podcast. Know. <laughs> Why not keep going? <laughs> um, listening now, and so excited to follow along and read with you guys. Let's do this. Thanks for doing this. Send us a picture of her book, fantastic. and she's ready to go. So, That's yeah, fantastic. I mean, we are snowed under. So, like next week, we have coming up uh, Mary Holcomb, uh, Jessica Baziak, Baziak. Yep. Um, Jake Hodgson. Thanks. Daniel Couts. That's your buddy, right? Yeah. This is perfect. This is working out perfect. Um, this is mom. Smith. Mrs. Smith. My mom. Denise. And then um, Valerie Hellman. Yep. Yeah. So awesome. Looking forward to those. Okay. As we're almost done here, we, but we, we cannot end without some strawberries and cream. What, what do you think, about? dude? Do love strawberries with cream? You, you you know I love a little cream. You, you know? got to get that cream, like boy. Cream. <laughs> you got to get that cream. So we kind of have a theme for this one, uh, or I guess a prompt, really. Mm-hmm. So we we need to pick our favorite baddie that should get his or her own spinoff. So as yep. who would you give a spinoff film or series to that's centered around one of the dark powers of Middle Earth? Yeah, and this for me was easy. Uh, Saruman. Okay. You know I mean, yeah, the wise, right? The white. Um, of so the many, of the many colors, the broken, the, oh, the broken, yeah, right? The many colors. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what was he like in older days? Uh, more importantly, what was he up to? Um, 
his dealings with maybe the yeah. blue wizards and so on. Did he have, was there some mischief there? Right. Um, you what know was their I mean? relationship like? Right. Yeah. Was he as worried about them as he's worried about Gandalf the gray and, uh-huh. and meddling and things uh-huh. like that, you know? So maybe just even, I mean, he, uh, who does he vent to after a hard day on a wizard council? Like warm tongue. <laughs> probably. He's probably calling him on the Palantir. Oh going, Yo, God. warmy, give me some love, yeah, man. <laughs> Tell me I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. No. Saruman. Yeah. No. Uh, for me, I've got a. I've got. Oh, sorry. I've got a couple. Okay. I'd like to see the mouth of Sauron. Mm-hmm. Mouth of Sauron's awesome character. That's only in the extended edition in the films. I'd love to see a little more there. But also Lurtz. I. I. I like. I know his life was only about two weeks long. Mm-hmm. But you know, where did the Urukai come from? They were crossbred, right? Uh, Treebeard speculates that Saruman crossbred orcs with men. Maybe Lurtz was a crossbreed of a ent and a woman. I mean, I don't know. He's pretty tall. <laughs> He's got some pretty crazy, like crackled skin. Um, this so this really presents the real question to me. You know, that they're orc men. Who who are Lurtz's parents? And is Lurtz a family name? I don't know. Right. I just think there's a lot of there's a lot of spinoff. Um, a lot of spinoff potential. Sure. I do also want to bring up. I think it'd be really cool if we could. So I think there's there's a love story of. <laughs> we have Gimladriel, the love story of Gimli and Galadriel. Yeah, right. I really think like, especially if you've seen. I'm th- I'm talking only movies here. If you've seen The Hobbit, there's some, there's some tension mm-hmm. in some of those white white council scenes, mm-hmm. right? Um, between. Uh, our lady Galadriel and, and one Gandalf the gray. And I just think, yeah, I don't know. Is there, is there a market for 50 shades of Gandalf the gray? Right. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's, it seems like there's something there. It'd, it'd be wicked. So I think there's an audience for it. Would it would be wicked. That's for sure. You got, you, got, <laughs> you got the staff, you got the pointy hat. You could have a lot of fun with those things. So <laughs> I don't know. Oh God. That's all I'm thinking. Oh, that's great. That's great. Okay. That is great. So that's enough. I'm, that's, I'm full from cream. Oh, <laughs> Me too. I am. People are, are, they're saying we're full of it. Is anyone still listening right now? (laughs) They gotta be. Come on. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um, This is where we share the load. Yep. All right. So this is just our quick, just to let you know, um, we, we've got the regular podcast that runs, but we Mm -hmm. also have um, a Patreon uh, series podcast that's out there in case you guys would like that or you're interested in it. It's called There and Back Again. We've Mm -hmm. done chapter one, Mm -hmm. uh, the Green Hill Country. And uh, next month we'll have chapter two into mm-hmm. the wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be up in February. Yep. So we also post our outlines there. Um, there's opportunity to um, you know get more access. Like I said, for the uh, with the chapter recaps and the mm-hmm. chapter summaries. If you want to write those and submit mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. you got it. That's uh, that's an option there on Pretty Patreon. Cool. So yeah. as well. So um, let's see what else here. Oh, oh also yeah, we I, we just figured this out. Yeah. We so, have a way to make prints for those illustrations. That's right. And there'll be more coming. Uh, I think Ezra had a great idea. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do illustrations inspired by each chapter. Yeah. Uh, find a way to incorporate that. And then so if, if you're um, if you uh, choose to support us that way through Patreon, that's amazing. We want to give you something in return for that. So we'll be doing a monthly uh, illustration print that'll go out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also there's some possibility of some pop sockets with our, with our logo on, on there. Yeah. Sure. I've not brought that no, up. This is good. So okay. actually, um, at this, you know, at this time it'd be kind of cool if, uh, yeah. if, if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, 
Uh, we'll put a picture up on Facebook. We got uh, we got a couple um, pop sockets just with our our logo on there, and pop sockets are cool. I didn't know how cool they were until this I Christmas. Love pop sockets. Like one of my students was like, you know, they always give me Starbucks gift cards, and I'm like, guys, you know, I mean, it was fine. And I'm always yeah. I'm always cool with that. No complaints. But I had you know I had someone who was just like. I had always talked about pop sockets. I'm like, what is yeah. that? Where do you get yeah. one of those? And yeah. they're like telling me these stores, like five below. I'm like, what's that? Like, that's your favorite store, isn't it? I'd never been there. It's nothing's so, cooler than five below. So, so they were like, <laughs> so this, this, uh, one of my students got me a pop socket and it was one of the coolest things. I was like, this is yeah. awesome. I haven't lived yeah. without no, a pop socket. No. So if you would like one, it can help you get that phone even closer yeah. to your face, which is good, which is good for you. That's good for me. Cause, uh, oh my God. What did you call me when we started the podcast with the glare? Laser uh, eyes or something? You look like Cyclops, kind of. <laughs> what did you call me with it? You said Thanks, like, man. It wasn't as good as that. Ezra the glare. Ezra the Ezra the glary. <laughs> Maybe. Oh my god. Okay. That's that's all, Mike. Though Mike has brought that up from You're right. from Rebel Watch. Well, we gotta, glare, I got to give him that. The glare credit. on the glasses is awful right now. But um, like anyways, it. what we're doing with these pop sockets? It's a giveaway, um, and so um, for like our first ten uh, reviews on. On iTunes, we are going to put you guys in like a random generator, mm-hmm. and we'll put all your names in there, your usernames, and then we will um, randomly select someone, and then on our Facebook page, maybe we'll even record that, yeah. you know, just so people can, we'll do it live, yep. so we can see the us generate the name, and that person wins a pop socket if they would like, and then they can shoot us their um, their, our, their address, uh, private messages that, and then yeah. we'll ship it out to you. Send so. It to you. And then for the next 10, you know, from 11 to 20, um, we'll do the same thing and so on. Yeah. So I think we have yeah. f- uh, four or five of them right now. So then we'll send those out. And that yeah. should be should be cool. It's just a little giveaway. It's uh, I Reviews on iTunes help a podcast, just mm-hmm. so you guys know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something that does kind of help us and gets gets us out there more. And um, it's also a way for you to give us feedback, too, about the show. Yeah. Are, the, are the things you'd like to see, things that you want us to do, um, the parts that you like to, we highlight more. So yeah. yep. that's that's the other thing. Was when that's you, why when we spent you, uh, four hours on a reread right. today, right? Exactly. Part of the reason, because we, we felt comfortable that, that you guys want... And you uh, like that feel yeah. of it. You, you like the book club feel. Yeah. And, and we are going to, when you, after this, the thread will go up on Facebook. You guys can talk about what you heard in the chapter. And if there's things that we missed, things that we should cover, mm-hmm. that's going to go in the recap. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like each podcast will get longer and longer. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So it's going to be awesome. Um, but, uh, I did want to say a real quick thank you. Obviously, I want to thank everyone who, who listens to the show. Everyone who's reading along with us. Uh, you know, you're our fellow um show members in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then everyone else who uh, went out of their way and took a little extra time to, to contact us and let us know what they, how they felt about the show and make connections, to the story in their own life. Beautiful. Thank you very much right. for that too. Um, and then also I want to say a th- uh, thank you to the other podcasts uh, that, that Ezra is involved with that um, have been giving us shout outs, promoting the show, promoting the book club. Mm-hmm. Um, so as in, as in Mike on Rebel Watch, uh, if you want a Star Wars podcast to listen to, go listen to that. It's the best. I listen to it obsessively. I love it. Um, done a great job of supporting us. Uh, Matt and Ezra on uh, Second Breakfast, another awesome podcast I love. You got to check out their food reviews. Oh, they're amazing. Oh God. Uh, it feels like I'm sitting at a table with, yeah. with my old friends. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. So they do a great job. Thank you, Matt and Ezra. Oh, I guess you're right here. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> is that a signal? Whoa. 
No, that wasn't a signal. No, it was just itching one my ring finger. on my finger. I'm just itching my finger. <laughs> I wonder why it's itchy. I'm Invisible missing, ring on I'm it. Seeing the ring. Yeah, I can't see you. <laughs> um, also, want to thank uh, Tiffany and Matt at Box Trick. They do kind of like a retro video gaming podcast, yeah. and they've that's a great I think podcast. Like lot, yes, it is. I, and I know nothing about retro gaming. I love listening to it. Right. So um, they tell their stories about games. Yeah. And it's real, like a lot of nostalgia, and it's it's yes. really neat. Yeah. To kind of experience. It's, it's awesome. And so they've yeah. been really kind. Last two or three episodes, they've given us a shout out yep. to uh, in promoting our show, which is cool in our club. Um, and then the the ladies over at Swish and Flick. I think we need to do some, some kind of down hashtag collab, maybe. Yep. Um, and uh, it's it's cool to be uh, doing the same kind of thing that that they are, just in a different right. a different universe. So, yep. thank yep. you guys, and and I think uh, this whole group that you guys have brought together, the super group, the uh, you know the Avengers, what the the we, Justice League, the the, right. the Great we Lakes. Ju- hold on, Pod Patrol. The Great Lakes Pod Patrol. We've jokingly started to call it is that. A, is a like Paw Patrol right. is a is a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah. It's cool when people work together. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, a lot of people are doing podcasts right now, and it would be easy to, um, it'd be way easier to rip rip other people down uh, that are doing similar or different things, and instead, it's cool to see a bunch of people. Uh, welcoming us and yeah, building us absolutely. up. Absolutely. So hats off to them and thank yeah. deepest thank yous to them. And um, it gives you hope for humanity. It's it's really cool. So yeah. thank you guys. Thank you to everyone reading along with us. I just I, I've never been we're overwhelmed. I'm, we're overwhelmed. We're like we we feel very <laughs> really lucky to be able to yeah. do this with you guys. Yeah. So we, we really are. And 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 so I, I need to say thank you as well because you know whether you've commented or not or, or what have you, you don't have to do that at all. You don't have yeah. to do anything if you're just listening and, and, and you enjoy it. That is that's fine. That's what it's for. You know yeah. what I mean. So um, thanks for listening wherever you're at. All right. And I got to thank you too, Ezra. Wow. I'd be remiss to not thank you. I love you, man. And this is awesome. Did I love you too, bro? I, we shouldn't have said that on air, but. It's cool. And I also want to thank my beautiful wife, my beautiful daughter, and That's my beautiful right. dog. That's right. They're just unbelievable. Me so, too. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, um, real quick before we let you guys go, um, hit us up on, if you have time, Facebook mm-hmm. um, at UpTalkingTolkien. We're also putting polls on there too. That's right. That go along with the show. So check that those out. That was great. Vote. Uh, yeah. We should read the next time. Yeah. We'll read re- the results next time. All the results of the yes, poll? Yes, of the poll. Okay, cool. It's kind of cool. It's interesting. Yeah. It, is, it is cool. So that's on Facebook. We do a lot. That's where we converse with with uh, with yeah. our book club. So mm-hmm. that's where the book club is housed is um, an unexpected podcast. Um, or you can search us there at UpTalkingTolkien. And then Patreon is UpTalkingTolkien as well. And so is our Instagram, UpTalkingTolkien. Yep. Yep. So, all right, buddy. I think we're ready for our Fortnite farewell. Let's do it, my friend. We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging into Chapter 3 which is aptly named Three is Company. That's great. I don't know if we'll be seeing uh, Suzanne Summers. <laughs> right. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not, maybe. Goldberry, maybe. maybe. Right. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. If you, uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a Shadow Facts. We'll see you in a fortnight, and remember, Fred Olives.